0: Fire! This is the Pyro Podcast, episode eighteen of Bring It, Bring It. The twenty fourteen postseason. All hey. right, regular season's over. This is show one hundred and sixty. The name of this episode is called "Be a will the Beast." A will the Beast. So we're getting fired up for uh, eight fifteen uh, or number eighteen and ready to get into it. Playoffs are here, and as usual, I'm sitting here to, with my to my left. I got. Houdini crossed the way from me, I got stag parties in the mix, Dogmatica is uh, down with an illness, it's the night before New Year's Eve, it's the last night of 2014, a lot of exciting stuff to happen, uh, what's up my man?
1: So, also, since it is Be a Wildebeest uh, week, and Dog is not here, also in his place, across from me, is the big beast of a dog and Daisy.
0: Yeah, Daisy's taking Dog's place, and she is a dog. And just so you know, the reason why I did Will the Beast is because of Wild Card. There you go. So there's a bunch. Of this, there's the same word in there, wild and wild, but uh, <laughs> it pretty much ends there. One thing I will say, Will the Beast is not how you think it would be spelled. <laughs> it's B-E-E-S-T. It's not B-E-A-S-T. There you uh, go. Just letting, guys. guys bring, I'm dropping bring some knowledge on everybody. teaching you know? stuff besides fantasy <laughs> football for once. Uh, did, was, how did
1: you do in this? Did you ever uh, do a spelling bee? Do you, no, uh,
0: not good at that stuff. I'm bad with anything like that. Yeah, I was, math and I'm good at writing and stuff, but I was never like good with like the you know Oxford style guide style of, of punctuation and spelling and all that. Not, not my forte. I'm good at the creative shit, right brain stuff. What about you, Stag Party? You fired up to get into a uh, a new year? Uh, you psyched like to see some
2: playoff football this weekend? Yeah, there's some big things coming down the wire. Uh, you know, Pyro Power Rankings did pretty well and, you know, sort of predicting what teams will get into the playoffs. Uh all nine of the teams at the top or you know, at the top of Pyro Power Rankings are playoff teams. And then there's a few, you know, stragglers, uh in the Cardinals who've sorta of just suffered through injuries. Uh and then the Bengals who, you know, first they either were very hit or miss. So Depending on their week and how they decided to play, that was basically it. Uh, we got a big question on uh, Facebook asking us to explain what a Valverde is.
0: Okay. Well yeah, we're gonna we're going obviously cover the wildcard games and we're gonna cover a bunch of questions on Facebook, but we can get into we can get into that. That's um, Ivan Sen. Ivan Sen on Facebook was wondering, "Hey, I've been listening to you guys, and just still have no friggin' idea. What, what the smell are you talking about when you continually do, you know, ten to twenty-five Valverde's per podcast? And basically, here's the background story of it. We told it last year when we were doing a mock draft, and we had actual Valverde in the mock draft on the show with us. But basically, what happened is I got a letter." from a fan, before I knew him, saying, hey, you know, I love the podcast, I think you guys are great, amazing information, but would you do me a favor and just tone down on the cracking of the beers and, like, you guys are just always partying? And I found out later, Val who's listening to this right now, he's one of our boys, but Val doesn't drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, this, this, was, this was reminding him life. probably 15 to 25 times per episode that, that he doesn't even like this stuff and we're getting fired up about it. But long and short, he sent me an email being like, Love it. I sent it around to the guys saying, You know, hey, we got some fan mail from this guy. It's awesome. But at the end, I'm like, Hey, we're not stopping dr- cracking the beers. That's part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, so, on the next show, uh, Dogmatica, when he's open cracking one of his uh, PBRs or uh, you know, silver bullets these days, I guess. Uh, well, he, basically, what he did, the first one he cracked after uh, that episode, after seeing that email, after I sent it to Houdini and, and him, and probably you too, Stag Party, just goes right into the microphone, cracks the beer, and goes, Val Verde! <laughs> Like, just rubbed it in Val Verde's face. You're not going to tell us we can't crack a beer. <laughs> and literally, since that moment, obviously, it was on stage. He didn't tell us, so no. me and Houdini were dying. Cause we knew what episode what was, was it? On. I
1: want to go back and listen to that one. Oh now. my
0: god, it was a while ago. We've been doing the Valverde forever, but god, so it. funny. So you know, Ivan, that's basically where the story comes from. It's something that we it's caught on in the lexicon and the vernacular of the fantasy football champions across this world. So uh, we're having a good time with it. We like to have some beers and drink some soakers. While we're on, and know, now that you podcast. know,
1: now you can spread Valverde a- around the world yourself. Exactly.
0: You know, feel free, all you listeners. As you're already doing, tag Valverde whenever you want because we know you're enjoying it, and I hope you're all going to have an awesome New Year tomorrow night with a bunch of Valverdes. Uh, all right. Well, should we uh, get into? Let's get into the first game. Saturday, January third. Um, you got the card. First game is going to be at four thirty-five Eastern. Is going to be the Cardinals at the Panthers. So the Panthers will well, talk much this about is it.
1: probably the most exciting game. It's going to be sweet of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I'm so I do,
0: I think it's going to be a sweet game. I know you're being facetious Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> and this game is going to be awesome. I really do think so. Uh, the pa- Panthers aren't that great, but they're looking better and I th- I think that the Cardinals obviously are, are heading in the wrong direction and they don't have a quarterback, but other than that, their defense isn't absolutely isn't atrocious. The
1: worst part is though you know, it was, was, one Arizona was a team last year, right, that won 10 games and was left out of the playoffs. This year, they win 11 games, and they get a road game <laughs> against a team. that but weren't they like, they were almost like 9-2, and two,
0: weren't they? I mean, they were, they were they've, they've yeah, lost they, a they lot were, of games over the last five
2: weeks. Yeah, I mean, definitely they had the harder part of the schedule facing a lot of the NFC West teams. Uh, you know, an injury to, you know, not one, but two of your top quarterbacks is really going to hurt. Uh, injury just, your
0: top running back. Yep.
2: The Andre Ellington injury. And, you know, except for last week, Michael Floyd really hadn't shown up uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald got hobbled there for a while, too. Uh, and then the rest of your guys are sort of hitting that rookie wall, and John Brown and Jaron Brown, who haven't done much over the last couple weeks. And we know they don't use their tight end. So, you know, a pretty good section of their offense is, you know, down and out.
0: That was that injury to Palmer, it like literally happened within 15 hours of him signing that extension. Yeah. Which seemed like such a weird extension to give him. He was, come, he was banged up early in the season. Well, I, I don't understand. It's like, what well, we did with Cutler, it's okay. You know, we thought we could do it. But you don't have to give him the money there at that point. Right. Literally signs like, what was that, extra 15-some million dollars over yeah. three years. Boom, popped. Uh, good for you, Palmer, but obviously bad for the team. He's a stud when it comes to divvying the ball around and keeping a balanced fantasy football attack going. Him out, it's going to be tough, but I think this is going kind of a, a good matched game, and I really do think from a playoff standpoint and just a watchability standpoint, unless um, the quarterback play is just abysmal and Cam's going off, which... I guess could, could I have happen,
1: a feeling that, that I don't I don't think it's gonna be very good for Arizona. I really I think Carolina wins this game. I do too. You know, so uh, if you look at what Carolina's done to uh, to quarterbacks over over the last three weeks, I mean they're completely limiting them. They're only averaging what do they have? They've had five hundred eighty yards passing, two touchdowns, four interceptions, only giving up one rushing touchdown on the ground. So you're talking not much more than like 10, around ten points a game for quarterbacks. That's not good. So that for and then you have it being a third string quarterback it's going to be it, sh- it should be third the, string quarterback, didn't they just, they 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 just picked
0: the guy up off the off the street. I mean, Val Verde, it was like picking Val Verde out of a out of an alleyway in Sacramento. That's the quarterback that they got right now. <laughs> uh, no offense, I'm sure you would have filled in serviceably Val Verde, but uh, I mean, this guy is just just on, wasn't even on the team 2 weeks ago, am I wrong?
2: I think they signed him about uh, right after the time uh, you know he, they officially put Palmer on the IR, but that wasn't. Maybe I'm of,
0: getting them confused with the the young kid down in Houston, but
2: um, yeah, Case Keenum. Yeah, he yeah. was definitely signed two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there's you know uh, so it's going to be a tough matchup with that offense going up against that defense. That defense was really good last season. They were missing some pieces. Uh, you know, they left in free agency and they were trying to adjust. Uh, it took a while, but, yeah. you know, the second half of the season, they really stepped up. Uh, and then Cam played like Superman last week and, you know... Well,
1: this wrote. defense, is. It, it, you're right, the, this defense has its teeth back over its last five that's games. A perfect way to say it. They are, I watched the game,
0: obviously, and they are hitting the shit out of people. They are, every, every piece of contact that's happening um, is... There is—they're playing that power ball that got that was so successful for the 49ers and has been for the. And Ravens. Who do they have that's they,
1: calling that and running that defense? Is what, yeah. Who's the best in Luke, the league? Luke Kuechly. Exactly. That's ridiculous. The other dude's sick.
0: That that um, the, the the safety they got—that white dude, forty-one. I'm forgetting his name, Shaw or something. He's a beast. He's hitting the hell out of frigging people. Uh, but he's like this big dude that's fast as hell. They just are really, really, really. Um, just bringing it to to the offenses. I'd say you never know, but the league, the NFC, scared of this team right now. I mean, this is a team. That they pretty much, I feel like, get a bye week against Arizona. But I think heading into that 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 second round, that they're a team that uh, is on got some serious momentum.
2: I don't think the NFC is scared of them, but I think they're definitely going to get you know this win. Uh, just with the lack of quarterback play, you can't really win in the playoffs. I mean, look at all the other teams that even made the playoffs. How 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 great were they? Like they all have great quarterback play backing them up, and you know Cam Newton started to turn it back on, and you know had a big fantasy week if you played him last week. Uh, did it with the uh, run game, just kind of powering himself into the end zone whenever he wanted. Uh, you know, looked good in the. How past amazing
1: game. is it that the Cam is running the ball like this now? He's he's got the car accident, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he knows. That's what he's having his most fun with. He's running around. He's getting hit. And they even said it on that telecast. You know, he made a run right out of the first, one of the first of three plays or something, got hit. And he's, he says, he's, he says personally, hey, I like getting my my, my my lights knocked out and getting a little hit because it makes me fired up for the game and wakes me up.
2: And then we also have, you know, the reemergence of uh, Jonathan Stewart over the last oh month God. or so. And, you know, that guy carried, if he needed a spot starter at running back, he was a good. You know fill in and helped you probably win a championship if you got him at the right time and you needed that guy did he
0: lead the league in rushing yards the last like five weeks
3: yeah exactly
2: uh and you know that's gonna be a tough part going up against this uh cardinal defense though they're you know pretty stout against running backs top five in the league allowing just 14.9 fantasy points a game so you gotta be i temper my expectations of Stewart a little bit uh and then, you know, is coming back. And I think he scored on a long one last week, too, and looked pretty good. But besides that, I just don't see the juice in his legs. And he seems to me like a guy after the season that's probably gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, the guy who I like, the guy who I liked all season, Greg Olson in this game. I think that's the guy who is going to be probably the best outlet. Because Kelvin Benjamin is going to get a lot. He's going to get the Patrick Peterson attention. So... And he's also he's done a fantastic job. And if you look at his performance over his last two games, you, you see you're starting to see like, okay, maybe that rookie wall is starting to set in. And, you know, you look at where the Cardinals' weakness was. Last year, they were the worst at defending against tight ends. This year, they've been better, but they're still not very good. They're averaging giving up 11 points a game over the last three weeks oh. to, to tight ends. And uh, basically almost 10 points over the last five weeks.
2: So, Pretty much 10 points on the season. Yeah. Which is like the third worst mark in the league. So you can definitely beat them with the, the passing game to the tight end. And then we should just... One thing
0: I will say... Olson first thousand career thousand yard season for the guy
2: and just the, only the second god tight I end miss do, him <laughs> only the second tight end in the league to do that this year you know there was was him and Gronk and that's yeah. it but we, we should he had talk a great about
0: season we should talk considering about, you were drafting him sorry in what in the ninth round eighth round he fell so far, far in round? drafts yeah oh my god
2: yeah I mean we should talk about the greatness of Kelvin Benjamin a little yeah. bit I mean we've we, we got to think you know if these other two guys, Mike Evans and ODB, don't finish in the top ten among receivers. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin's season will be getting a lot more love. Uh, you this know, was a fantastic year for rookies. I mean, did he get a thousand like, yards? Yes, he just passed it uh, in the last week. But uh, what we're looking at—thousand eight—it's at, good for uh, him. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly, six foot five, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It does matter a little bit when you play football. <laughs> I'm learning.
0: I'm learning, guys. Thanks uh, for teaching me how to play.
2: But, you know, there, in terms of the wide receivers, in standard scoring, nine of them finished in the top 50. Nine yeah. rookie wide receivers that, finished in the top 50. And, that, and you know, that goes back to, I, I remember
1: we were talking about this, and I, I mentioned that I was doing my whole research on this rookie class, and I said, I can't believe how deep it is at wide receiver. There are guys who are going Martavis Bryant- Jarvis Landry in the fourth, fifth round that should be second, third round draft picks in any other year. Sure. It's just that there was such a glut that came out and there was so much talent. Well we were together watching
0: the combine. Uh you know, we definitely watched the wide receivers together for the last three years or the last two years? Three years. The last three years I think we've been together to watch it and it was pretty insane. The wide receivers all going the speed, you know. They, last year it was the, the Goodwin and and uh, Austin speed fest, but other than that, it wasn't like that impressive from a from a catching and a skill set and a body side. This year it was just like, oh my god, look at this dude. This dude's supposed to be like a sixth rounder. He's a yeah. stud. Jordan Matthews is going so late, and he would have been a first rounder in any other draft class.
2: And that guys like. Uh, physical specimen that is Dante Moncrief, yeah. uh, who's just out there running around at his size is just ridiculous. The
0: dude on the dude on uh, Denver Broncos uh, Co- from Co- Indiana, yeah, Cordy yeah. yeah, he didn't get any any action, but he's a big body. He's gonna have a good career. He's like a he's like I feel like he's a um, like a Kellen, uh, who's the dude on San Diego. I'm uh, sorry, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Sorry. Yeah. I joined, I joined him. him.
2: Kellen Winslow. I joined uh, him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean Benjamin played in every game the season was targeted 145 times, caught 73, 73 passes. Uh, you know, He was just over that plateau for the kind of big play receivers of 50% catch rate. And then he didn't have a great season in terms of yards per catch. At thirteen point eight, but it's still a very solid yeah, number. He was the only guy that they had. So, yes. but I'm
1: saying though, if you're if you're playing in, in any weekly fantasy games here on this one or daily fantasies on this, I don't like I don't like Benjamin this week. This is this is what happens in the playoffs, and this is especially because you have really good defenses in the playoffs. They're going to lock down on these star receivers. It's going to be someone a different role player that that's going to go. Like for example, in in my league that goes into the into the actual playoffs, my buddy was asking me like, what should I do? In uh, his because he's got the first pick, and he's like, I can take Demarco Murray, I can take, uh, and, he, and he'll go against the guy who's picking fourth. But he gets the first pick in each round. And of the players that were available, it's like, uh, who are the other top uh, top running backs that? Well, Le'Veon uh, Bell got that injury. Yeah, he's right. banged up. Uh, besides so, that and it was so well, it could throw up the guys that they already have on the roster to him uh, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> but it was like so and I'm, and I'm telling them I'm like I'm like looking at the match Jeremy Hill Jeremy Jeremy available. I said I go you gotta go Jeremy Hill I said here's the guy that's at least consistent he's going up against the worst of the defenses of all of them you know but this is the kind of conundrum but if you're looking at it from that point I said I go DeMarco Murray even if he, you know, with his hand injury and going against the defense uh, that he's facing, I don't like him facing. Even though Sue's out, I, well, I think that's better. Oh, he's, oh, he's back in, in now. Oh, it's it's seven, not like
2: K, K lighter. but... We'll talk
1: about that
0: when we're
2: talking okay, about so, that game. So, so that's lighter.
0: That's that's so like me taking ten bucks from you, bro.
1: It just seems to be really interesting. I'm looking at it. I'm saying all the big names are not the guys that I like, and that's why in this game the only big name that I do like is Greg Olson, just because of the matchup. But he has and I like Cam Newton as a quarterback in this one, because I think he runs. And I think that's where you're going to get a lot of points from. And I think he might rush for, for at least, if he rushes for a touchdown, that's where you're going to get a lot of that. Well,
2: Arizona has been susceptible to these running quarterbacks this season. we got to remember what Russell Wilson has done to them. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson destroyed them in both games on the ground. Colin Kaepernick had 50-something so, or odd yards. So, he should have a nice game should he choose to run it, and should that be a part of their game plan. And,
3: Which, hey, for sure, at,
2: at my point, you're already in the fucking playoffs. So run the guy. Run the guy. If he goes down. He's yep. gonna be running. He's gonna, doing off- it's it's gonna, he's gonna be getting. He's most likely gonna have offseason surgery anyway. Right, but I'm just saying it's,
1: it's it's one of those ones that if he if he takes a real big knock on it, then that could be something that knocks him out of the game. There's still that risk, and he's probably just not gonna have that, that high end game. You know, uh,
2: against against him. So Valverde's gonna have a high end game though. Val- Valverde. Valverde, we meet the guns for back. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Trebek. (laughs) It it could, it's, yes. Let's move on to our next game. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say about the Cardinals? Japan-U.S. relations.
3: I have no idea what that category is doing up there. (laughs) I had relations this morning, Trebek. Hope we didn't wake you. Your mother's a screamer. (laughs) For your information, my mother's in a nursing home in Alberta, Canada. Oh, she was nudging it, all right. (laughs) It's
1: Sean Connery. The Sean Connery on uh, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. And then then I also got a little bit of uh, actual Alex Trebek that will be coming in here as well. Uh,
0: Okay, and then what's the music that you did on the intro? Oh, so
1: yeah, so we uh, introed with... uh, Larry Graham, who's one of the greatest uh, bass players from Graham Central Station was uh, was his band. And uh, so that was uh, It's All Right to Open. And uh, we'll be closing out with one of his uh, a fantastic song called The Jam. The Jam. It's The Jam. All right,
0: let's get into the next game, the later game on Saturday the 3rd. It's gonna start at 8.15 uh, Eastern time. It's gonna be the Ravens head into that stadium that we all thought was exploded and destroyed by Bane and Batman. Uh, but they either built it quickly again, or those were special effects. What's going to happen in this game?
1: I mean, Heinz uh, Ward's not going to take a kickoff return for a <laughs> touchdown. I'll tell you that
2: much. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, guys, 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 calm down.
0: And Mike Wallace isn't on the team anymore. That's true.
2: That's true. But everybody just just got to know about Le'Veon Bell. This is the only thing. It affects the entire game. Whether or not Le'Veon Bell plays or not. Because it affects each player's role, uh, depending on if he's in. Uh, So, they signed Ben's hate today. I don't think that's a great sign for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Word was yesterday he couldn't walk around the facility. He, He was just limping everywhere. Had lots of pain, but, you know, the MRI said he avoided ligament damage. So... But this is also
1: goes back to the point that I was saying about these top guys. With you know, everyone's got a bad situation. There's not one of these guys that you that you can sit here and go, "Man, I would hang my head on him for this week."
2: I mean, Le'Veon Bell is going against this tough Ravens front seven, the best in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed. But he has done fairly well against them, um, over 100 scrimmage y- in uh, both games, I believe, and just. Yeah, he's pretty much done that. The first
1: game, he had 11 carries for 59 yards, and uh, and then also five receptions for 48 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the uh, the second game against them, he had uh, 10 carries for 20 yards. Uh, and he had uh, five receptions for 38 yards so he didn't have over 100 in that second but point. he
2: scored a touchdown receiving in the second he game.
1: did score a touchdown receiving yes. so he had
2: double digit fantasy points double digit
1: one. fantasy points is correct yeah 11, I, fantasy
2: what I points and <laughs> that's my point, but <laughs> but the number's still
1: added it's up. 11.8 fantasy points and 10.7 fantasy points and this is this is my whole point. so this is even you know he's a great running back but that's that's about what you're going to get as like you know 10
2: to 12 points
1: right yeah. you're not you're not going to get a 25 35 point Breakout type performance in this game. And you usually don't see that, uh, especially in these type of playoff games. And this is a divisional matchup again. They're meeting for the third time this year. Good God,
0: is uh, Flacco going to regain the magic that he had two years ago? Uh, no, is that three years ago? Is that three years ago no, that they won the Super Bowl? Two, two years ago? Yeah. Okay, two years ago that they won the Super Bowl. Uh, can he can he pull off another uh, playoff run like he did then?
2: He can. Uh, the string of defenses he'd have to play aren't that you know special. Um, so he's starting out with the Steelers, who are far from special. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I mean, basically, the Steelers can be had in the pass game. Let's just face it 11 but, touchdowns in the last five weeks against yeah, them. Absolutely. There's nothing you can really like about the Steelers' pass defense. Uh, and Troy Polamalu has been in and out of the lineup. And without him, is there kind of gimmick? Not really a gimmick player, but they're wild card on defense. Yep, they've, been, they've been a lot, you know, more susceptible to big plays and just all over the field. You know, been able to be had. But then Roethlisberger's going up against the Ravens, he had his best game against them. Hold on, I want to, talk about, Fl- his I want to worst talk about game.
1: I want to talk about Flacco though first, because Flacco is a guy who we know he's also the game. jack of two faces. Is is Joe Flacco? Are you going to get the good Flacco or the bad Flacco? So he was. But here's even the thing. In his first game against them, he had two touchdowns, but he only threw for 166 yards. In his second game against uh, the Steelers, he threw for 303 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. So, you know, I, I kind of think that it, this is still, with the way that Pittsburgh's defense is, this is where Flacco is kind of probably one of these sneakier quarterbacks this week just because of the situation. And because you know that that they're going to sell out to, to stop the run as well and force Joe Flacco to beat him. Yeah. Well, what's gonna happen with the wide
0: receivers? I, I like love... Corey Smith. See, I like Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: bet, I, bet, I, bet, I bet you do. But uh, yeah, we've we got to go get it up to Flacco a little bit and Gary Kubiak for running that o- offense. I mean, he finishes the 12th quarterback in and uh, uh, 12th quarterback in standard scoring. Uh, just you know, overall, you know, v- uh, decent season. One of the best ever in his career, uh, and. You know the Steelers are allowing 17.8 fantasy points a game uh, on the season, so yeah, you definitely could like uh, Flacco as one of those lower tier guys who will probably score. Who will probably be my uh, quarterback of choice in daily fantasy leagues?
0: So is um, you, so you like it, uh, Torrey Smith? I do. He's he's he basically is every other week, isn't he? Well, you
1: know, I mean, Tori is he's kind of really kind of come around. He is kind of come around. I mean, you know, he he, just, was, he was dealing with the injury, and then he and then and he's the guy now. Just he's the red zone target. It's, it's crazy, you yeah. know. He's not getting the long speedster uh, type plays anymore, yeah. but he's becoming a much better uh, receiver. Yeah, uh, he had uh, a touchdown in his last game against Pittsburgh, four catches for sixty-three yards and a touchdown. Um, you know. It, <laughs> I, I think too that Steve Smith is going to draw a lot of the attention. He's going to he's going to start probably getting fisting it up with somebody out there, causing a commotion. And Tori's the guy that just kind of unassumingly is going to make some big plays in this game.
2: I mean, you definitely Tory Smith. You got to give it props to him what he did after you know stinking up the bed the first three weeks of the season. I mean, over the first over the first eight stinking weeks, stinking up the bed. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. bad. It was bad. No, it, the it, was three three such
0: a, it was such an eloquently nice and. <laughs> It was a relaxed way of saying it. Okay. Dogmatically, like, well, you know, shit the bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, but over the first eight weeks of the season, the guy scored 54.8 right. fantasy points, uh, which is six and a half a game. And then. Over the last seven, because he missed one with that knee injury, he scored twelve and a half a game. Yeah, the and guy scored double-digit touchdowns this
1: season. Well, you were asking this about yeah. about is he an every other week guy in his last seven games. Like Stag was saying, he's scored a touchdown in five of those games. Did has you. seven total touchdowns in that time though. Yeah. So
0: no, he, he's definitely had a couple two touchdown games, right? Yeah, yeah he had two touchdowns weeks, in week sixteen,
1: weeks? and he also went back in week thirteen, and he also did it in back in week six. Nice. I mean, but
2: Torrey Smith's... becoming better. Torrey Smith's career has been less than stellar seller against the Steelers. To give you just a little bit of doubt, uh, you know, catching less than half his targets for 42 yards a game and three career touchdowns in eight games. So he hasn't really landed it up against the Steelers, even though they haven't had a you know great. See, but this is secondary.
1: also what I'm gonna say though, this is uh, I'm not gonna let the past influence the present right now because it's not the Troy Palomalo of three years ago. It's not the Troy Palomalo of two years ago, it's not the Troy See, Some of the biggest
0: past- plays I've seen have been plays where he made the wrong call because he's going for the big Troy play and if I, it, it, they want that. Right. That's just the way Dick LeBeau's defense is. We want you to take the risk. We know you're gonna get exposed sometimes, but it's happening more and more. The magic's kinda gone. Well, and that's why i think you should go back to using pearl. Well uh you used to use pearl on that hair and then once he signed head and shoulders everything's gone downhill. Pearl? Yeah. Prowl. Prowl. What's, Prowl. What's oh. Pearl. I got no hair. Pearl Bailey. I've got said. no hair. How I, how am i going to be a resource on knowing what shampoos? Oh. Prowl. Sorry, not pearl. Pearl is those tooth what teeth whitening I mean, things. Th- there's a thing so keep
2: watching Jeopardy! 24 hours a day And call this number You dumb son of a
3: bitch You don't watch it 24 hours a day <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, uh, from now on when I say something dumb I'm just gonna do hi Ah, you dumb son of a bitch You don't watch it 24 hours a day Sorry, Staggs, go for
2: it I mean, Tony Smith definitely got uh, The biggest chance to score Is he gonna go over 100 yards? Probably unlikely, but You know, uh to have a decent mid-range kind of fantasy day, with you know six catches for sixty-four yards and a touchdown, quite quite possible. Uh, besides that, you know you got to look to Steve Smith, who's been the more highly targeted uh, receiver against Pittsburgh this season. He's been the volume kind of guy, and he's had uh, earlier in the season had definitely one of his better games. Uh, I'm a pretty high volume
0: kind of guy, too, in, in one regard. Bell, there it is.
2: I'm the cock of the walk. For the love of God, shut your mouth. Can't walk. You know a guy who shows up in the playoffs and gets no love? Wait, just
1: keep rolling the straight man over here. Yeah, he's good. <laughs>
2: You're doing good. Uh, the guy who shows up in the playoffs is Steve Smith. This guy has averaged 95 yards a game in his nine career playoff games and has nine total touchdowns wow. in these games. So that guy shows up fucking big when it's on the line. You know what,
1: I understand that, but I'm just also looking at more of, I'll look at his recent history because he's getting older too, though. I mean, what, is his last, what was his last uh, playoff game? Did he do really well in his last playoff game? I can pull him up. But I I just I look at Steve Smith and I say, I see he's, he's a guy that. Flash is always at the beginning of the season. The first five, to eight games of the year, wow, he's, he's putting up huge numbers. Then he disappears the rest of the year. Well, no, he he's had some okay weeks the
0: last few weeks. It's not nothing to write home about, but yeah. did he have 90 yards last 90 week?
2: 90 yards last week. I mean, he's uh, not doing terrible. It, so yeah, but besides that, you know, it was up and down towards the end of the season. I mean, his second half split's... Or, you know, just about as drastic the other way as Torrey Smith. That's
1: what I'm saying. So it seems like to me, that's why I, I just, I lean to Torrey Smith. I mean, well, let's,
0: talk, let's talk quickly. We went into, a, if you got something good, great. But I if mean, not, let's get into set and let's get into the, the Daniels and, and move on to the, the Steelers side. I've
2: got a little bit more on to okay. Steve Smith. I mean, he scored 11.2 over the first, you know, eight weeks and six, only 6.3 over the final eights. And the guy has played 75%. Of uh, the Ravens' offensive snaps this wow. season, which is actually slightly higher than Tory Smith. Hmm. Uh, you know, we can discount that for that a little bit because of the injury, but uh, he's definitely played a lot this season. So wear and tear has to be a little bit of a concern. But you know, in a game that's win or die, and when, in which they'll have to keep up with this high-powered Steeler offense, you know, they're gonna have to throw it around a little bit.
1: Uh, so let's talk about Justin Forsett. When you you look at uh, him being able to do the running, you know he was kind of disappointing over his previous two weeks heading into into week seventeen. He had only posted; I think it was a total of seven point nine fantasy points in his previous two weeks. He still has not scored a touchdown since week fourteen, but he did get back on track. Had one hundred nineteen yards on the ground last week, added uh, seventeen yards on two receptions, um, averaged seven yards a carry last week. So. You know, I I like to see that, you know, I think that he will have a chance to to make plays in this game, but I am kind of concerned about the fact that, you know, you're not being able to count on him for touchdowns. He's only had one touchdown in his last five games played.
2: I mean, he's never been a great touchdown maker anyways. Uh, Bernard Bernard Pierce is their goal line back, so he's getting vultured uh, if they get down close. They like to give it to Pierce for some fucking reason that I haven't seen, because uh, he he literally just runs into the line and no game, uh, and that's the end of that play. But Forsett's been you know, a great player. And the guy gets
0: a ba- it hurts his back. It's like, dude, hit hit a hole, not my
1: back. He, <laughs> he went those guys that he looks great in practice, though. Yeah. Maybe we could practice.
2: <laughs> I mean, let's think about it, man. Forsett's been you know a big, big volume uh, player this season. He's it. Forty percent of his career carries have come this season, so he's never gotten this kind of volume before, uh, and he's done extremely well with it. Um, you know, his five point five or his five point four yard per carry average led uh, the the uh, running backs, uh, only exceeded by Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and to be able to keep that up over two hundred, you know, plus carries is you know just outstanding. You know, I, I think so. I think it's great,
1: but I don't. I don't think he has a lot of. Actually, I was like, I'm like, I think he'll, he'll have a chance in this game. I think it's as a receiver though, because the Steelers have not allowed a Russian touchdown in their last five games. They have allowed three uh, receiving. I'm sorry, two receiving touchdowns in their last five games. That's more where they're going to be vulnerable. They held Jamal Charles to 29 yards on nine carries. So. You know they've they've really stepped up their game. The last hundred yard rusher against them was Mark Ingram back in uh, Week 13. So you know, and then they only had Week Seven. It was Arian. Uh, it was uh, Arian Foster was the last one before that.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that fact. But you know, Forsett being a pass catcher hasn't been terribly effective. Uh, he's averaging just six yards a catch, uh, which is one of the lowest numbers in the league among running backs. And their third down game, screen game, just sort of looks like shit. (laughs) to put it mildly. Uh, He has caught 44 passes, which is ninth among running backs. But he hasn't been able to do shit with them. He's clearly the third down back. They don't have anybody else. He's proven they can catch the ball on a consistent basis. But when when
1: he did face them uh, earlier in the year in week nine, he had five catches for 67 yards.
3: Yeah.
1: So I'm just saying, that's why I think he's going to do his damage against them.
2: I mean, in the, two, in the two games against the Steelers this game, he's had 17, uh, you know, 17 carries for 94 yards, 5.5 yard a clip, and then caught 9 of his 12 targets for 83 yards. Uh, so, definitely, he's going to be a middling option uh, at about 80 yards, 80 total scrimmage yards.
0: Anything to speak of uh, for Daniels or the tight end situation, or should we just get on over to the, the Steelers? We already, you know, we already covered. Owen, we're, we're I already...
1: mean, Owen Daniels uh, uh, can, has potential. In His first game against him, he had five catches, twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns. That was that two touchdown, was touchdown game. Uh, and then he actually had uh, six catches for fifty-three yards in his second game against him. So he had two of his better games of the season were against. I smell duel.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Stags, you kind of went into... Uh, it was the best of uh, Roethlisberger and the worst of Roethlisberger. It was kind of like a, a tale of two cities that you were going into. Um, yeah. what, 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 what were you running with there?
2: Uh, basically, his worst game of the season, by far, his only single-digit scoring game of the season, fantasy-wise, was against the Ravens in week uh, two or three. Uh, and then it went... The, uh, to the other side, where he dropped his second six touchdown game. <laughs> Did
1: you say a tale of two a t- of two cities? It was the best of times. It was the worst. Of times. I'll take famous titties for four hundred. <laughs> Dolly Parton.
3: <laughs>
1: Titles, Mister Connery, not titties. I'm sorry. Tale of two cities. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, definitely. Uh, we got to talk about Roethlisberger's great season just a little bit. Four thousand. 952 passing yards. Wow. Tied for the league lead, exactly the same number as Drew Brees. How kind of crazy is that, that two players can tie with the exact same number of passing yards? Uh, a little insane over that amount of sheer... Drew you know, Brees had like,
0: 4,900 passing yards this year.
2: 4,900. And he was such
0: a dud as a fantasy uh, quarterback for you. I drafted him number two overall in my one of my league's... He was the worst pick that I had all year. That is insane that that guy can have that shitty of a season and almost get 5,000.
2: Yeah, I mean... Wow. It is sort of insane. It blows
0: me away. Yeah. It's a new NFL.
2: (laughs) Uh, But, you know, he averaged 18.8 fantasy points a game. Finished, what, sixth among quarterbacks. You know, just great season overall for Big Ben. You know, the things... The guys they have for him on the outside are just ridiculous. Antonio Brown's a fucking man. But we'll get to that in a minute. But, so you know he's had his best, he's had his worst, so now he's going to split it right down the middle, uh, score something like eighteen to twenty fantasy points. Yeah, you
1: know I, I look at it this way. I think that especially if Le'Veon's out um, or he's going to be severely limited, I think you're going to call on Roethlisberger. Is going to have to. You're going to have to score points through him. That's everything's going to have to go through him. So I like. <laughs>
3: I like I, that I, at home. I like yeah, that with
1: Roth. And I like it, too, against this defense. I mean, if you want to just look at the numbers, you can go, oh, well, look, I mean, the Ravens haven't allowed a touchdown pass over the last three weeks. Okay, great. That was with Connor Shaw uh, of Cleveland. That was with Case Keenum of Houston. That was Blake Bortles of Jacksonville. Yeah. Then I can go back 17. and I can tell you.
2: 9 total fantasy points over the last three
1: weeks. We know what kind of a train wreck Phillip Rivers was in the second half of the season, right? Well, back in Week 13, he toasted them for uh, 383 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Drew Brees, who you mentioned the horrible year they had, he threw for 420 and three touchdowns against them. So you know, and then Big Ben had the 340 in the six touchdown game against them. I so, threw
0: down a 420 that Sunday that Brees threw that, so maybe that's why I didn't uh, regard it as such a great
1: day. Well, it's funny too, and then they, you see, you look at the success that they had. Uh, as I mentioned, here's another one, a good game they had. Against Zach Zach Mettenberger. So, they're good against the quarterbacks they're supposed to be good against, but they are not good against the good quarterbacks. Andrew Luck throws for 312 with a touchdown and a rushing touchdown against them. Um, You know, so... I hear you. Let's move on. We, we talked about Bell. Who knows what he's
0: playing. They they picked up uh sign Tate. Who knows what's happening there. I agree with you. It's the Big Ben on his arm passing. And it's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Did you guys see the interview after the game that he had? Uh, well, that was Monday night, right? What's Did you see sun? him get an interview oh, Sunday afterwards? Night. Sunday night. Yeah, there's no Monday night game this, this week, uh, sadly enough. I came home on yesterday and I was like,
2: what What's missing? Is, what What's are you missing now? in this
0: situation? <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, I'm not going to be able to see Monday night game until August again? That sucks. Yeah. But uh, after the game, he was getting interviewed. He had the ball. I mean, he is awesome. He's so mellow. He almost seems like he's stoned and kind of out there, <laughs> a little loop. He he's like, like he was just like looking in the stands, like everything's so smiley and he's just like lucid. I mean, what, what a guy that I he mean... can just lock in and be that awesome.
2: He wasn't always the big-time guy, man. He's a Central Michigan guy. Uh, That's
0: when my dad started playing football as a freshman.
2: I mean, that's just crazy that a guy that, you know, from those kind of background, you know, it's sort of the Jerry Rice story. Yeah. Uh, His PPR season, uh, if he, you know, because he finished 2nd in receptions all-time in the history league. 129 or what do you have? 122 or 129. Let's see what my brain thinks right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. 129. it. 129. Uh, you know, his PPR season was topped only by Jerry Rice's best season. Uh, and nobody else, you know, they're all close after that, but he's second to the greatest of all time uh, in Jerry Rice, which is just great to say. Yeah, uh, oh. that reception record is what second to Marvin Harrison. Yeah, yeah. We had one hundred and forty-two, forty-one like in
0: there. Uh you know, let's just say something. Is that that's the second most ever? Yes. So he, he passed Herman Moore. Who else was up there with those? Probably Marvin Harrison again. Uh, I think Rice is up there at, at one hundred and eighteen one year. Oh, Sharp
2: might have had a big one. Straight PPR scoring, boys.
0: No, but, I, I'm I'm talking about just catches. But I know what you're saying. PPR and all the points. Yeah. Second best wide receiver game uh, season ever. ever, and that's friggin' amazing.
1: Yeah, but Marvin Harrison 143, Antonio Brown now with the uh, 129. It was Wes Welker and Herman Moore both had well, 123. Rice, Chris Carter, Welker, and Calvin Johnson, Chris Carter, all with 122. Uh, my main man, Isaac Bruce, with 119, uh, as it closes out the top 10.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean that just ridiculous. But we've also got to think about how this guy's been the model of consistency.
1: And the cool and the model
0: of the kind of cool, normal guy that you just you want in the league. You want to cheer for. He's just he's just kind of he's awesome on deal, every yeah. level. He's chill, he's cool, he works hard, he's fun, he's interesting. It's not like he's all serious, and he's awesome. He's like
1: Valverde.
2: verde. Not a fan of the ladies, are you, Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just thinking about the things that Antonio Brown has done is just ridiculous. Uh, no games with less than five catches the season. Uh, his lowest yardage mark on the year is seventy-two. Uh, when know, he
0: doesn't catch a touchdown, he runs a punt return back.
2: And he catches. A <laughs> and touchdown. he probably catches a <laughs> touchdown in that game yeah. as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he failed to you know score double-digit fantasy points in you know three games. Uh, Targeted under ten times and that just actually three surprises games. me.
0: That surprises me that actually he had under ten in three games. St- that's standard
2: scoring, you know. No, so two you games against, but two that's games. how
0: awesome a season yeah. I th- thought he had. It was two like,
1: games against Baltimore at twenty eight targets. So. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, he was a awesome. one
1: hundred and forty four and a touchdown with eleven catches in one of the games.
0: Well, let me ask you guys because we're gonna after these games are over and we kind of got to get going a little bit. Uh, but what do you th- is he a, is okay? Yeah. Career career year beware. Mm. You'll be writing it this off season. Antonio Brown. It's probably a first rounder now. He's gonna be. I mean, he's got to be a first rounder, early second rounder. Is he a career year beware guy? Let Houdini go, on. That I want to hear. From I, you too. I, I I don't. I in don't. Two thousand fifteen. I think
1: it's 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 career year beware only in the sense of beware that you're probably not gonna get a, a season as good as this one. I think he's in the prime of his career. So I think that as long as he stays healthy, and as long as he's still got Big Ben at the quarterback, and he's got Le'Veon Bell who's helping to take the pressure out there, and now yeah, he's finally got, he's adding on uh, Mark Tavis Bright. Now that's the only thing that potentially, if. If Martavis Bryant is able to take that next step, I think he's still two two years away. He's wrong. But he's also
0: also take the top off, which is the perfect antidote for what he needs. But
1: what I'm saying is he's not at a level where his game is going to be to where he's really starting to become the Reggie Wayne taking away from Marvin Harrison at that point Uh, in time. Yeah, good point. So he's still going to be getting the cock of the walk, getting to get his double-digit targets every week, Trebek. And, (laughs) you know, it's going to be good news for him. So I, I always say it is... Beware in the sense that can you count on him to be the number one or number two wide receiver? No, but at the same time, if I'm drafting a number one wide receiver, I still feel confident that he's going to be. He's a great guy, wide receiver. I can won. count on
2: him. Yeah, he's a great wide receiver. Yeah, he's, a, in he's a top team. five wide receiver. The thing is, he scored 13 receiving touchdowns for a guy who's you know less than six feet. It's probably not repeatable every season. His 13 touchdowns are the same as the last two years combined. So he's probably an 8 to 10 touchdown kind of guy and not 13. So you got to expect a little bit less, but you know it's it should still be pretty good. Right. Uh he should still be, you know, a 100 re- reception for, for 1400 yards or so. If you're like on the, if you're th- on the if you're on the back
0: and forth in a, a serpentine draft next year, you've got you're in a 12 man league and you're taking that 12 and 13 pick and he's there. It's so a no-brainer. You're picking it's him, right? It's
1: one of those things. Well, here's how it goes. Right? It's, it's one of those... It's one of And he's of those probably not making players. it that deep. Pro- I the, way the, the way it is... What the we'll we'll do it.
0: Talk, I don't we'll know. Talk we'll talk about that yeah, a little yeah. bit. Okay, but at
1: the same time, I think he's one of those players now that is... As long is that as you, a question? We could, <laughs> it it's is. It's about one well, of the things about... We'll uh, get into it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's about how you are looking at it. it, it career year beware is really when it's... A major up, uptick in everything, and
2: like a Demarco. Murray. Like, does this
1: now? What do I expect from a guy? And again, it's, especially, it's easier to predict the falls. I think for running backs more so, just because of the pounding that they take in yeah. their position. Uh, but the same thing for wide receivers. Touchdowns, like 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 Stack said. That's why I'm saying it's he's still a great receiver. He's still in a prime of his career. But yeah. That's going to affect his fantasy numbers. When you lose five touchdowns or three, three or four touchdowns out of a year, that's big numbers. Now, on the career year beware, I,
0: I think I remember this, but you actually give what how you did last year in the piece. So the, the career year beware uh, last year and the year before, you kind of bring that up in this new one, right? Where you say, "Hey, look at look at the, from the past couple years how it's proved itself out." You don't have to go look at it right now over the show, but that's something you do include, right? Correct. Okay, so that's awesome. Well, let's uh, can we move on from?
1: Do you want to talk about Heath Miller? I think Heath. Well, I mean Heath is is loved by uh <laughs> by his quarterback, so you know it always is. Uh, it feels good when you when you uh, when you think about that situation. Heath Miller. Um, he's becoming. He's he's starting to do it a lot more lately too. Um, Big targets guy on the season. It's tough though because the Ravens are a tough defense uh, against against tight ends. They've. Uh, on the season, they only gave him up a total of 105 fantasy points. So what is that? You know, you're talking like it's, it's really good. Uh, I love,
0: I love the on the on the wild card uh, weekend. Yeah, two games,
1: 50 minutes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we, we got to figure out how we're going to fill our three hours. You
0: know,
3: we have we have so many questions. Are we talking from about Heath Facebook? Miller? Yeah, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Go I
2: want to talk about Heath Miller. Okay, he hasn't had a great season against. You know the Ravens. Uh, when this guy's played ninety-five or ninety-seven percent of the Steelers' snaps, uh, pretty much on the field for every down these guys play on offense. Uh, so you know he's going to be out there. But without Le'Veon Bell, I think he's going to be used a lot in pass protection. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I mean, but uh, if you watch the games, he'll get motioned into the backfield. And be used as the primary blocker without Dre Archer. And they don't trust this Josh Harris guy. And they just signed Ben Tate off the street. So when you're looking at uh, you know, a Heath Miller going up against a tough Ravens, you know, secondary or linebacking core covering the tight end, you know, there's not much to like, but it's sort of slim pickings at tight end in the playoffs. Yeah. At least when it comes to this week. Uh You know, Kobe, Fleeter, and then Dwayne Allen. But you know, Dwayne Allen hasn't been much over the last three weeks. So, you know, Heath Miller's a top, you know, probably four or five option. But just keep in mind when you see him out there blocking a little bit, it's because Le'Veon Bell's missing the game and they don't trust anybody else. Well, I I still
1: think that he just he'll be the guy that releases and gets the screen passes. But let's move on to the next game. I think we we've covered the hell out of this game. So let's talk about uh, let's move on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday game, and we're gonna get uh, the Bengals are gonna be at the Colts. That'll be the first game at 1:05 Eastern time. So uh, go ahead, what you got there, Stags?
2: What time is that in Val Verde time? The day is mine. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a game that kind of lines up. Uh, Pretty well for the Colts. I mean, if you want to play anybody in playoffs, you want to play a team led by Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll let you preach on, then I'll, and I'll jump in afterward.
2: <laughs> especially for, you know, sort of a downtrodden Colts defense, you want to play an Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, he'll, especially with a beat-up A.J. Green on the outside, uh, who knows what's going to happen with this concussion protocol. Uh, that's a big, you know, big factor in this game, even though they've got Vontae Davis who can lock him down uh, pretty well. Uh, he's locked down pretty much every player in the league this season he's played against. And, uh, you know, Andy Dalton can cure some fucking woes for you, but they've got this new tag team at running back, which actually doesn't play to your strengths.
1: So, I mean, you you, you think that Dalton would be a good play in this game? No. Okay, good. <laughs> do you think Do you think
0: Bernard can do anything in this game, or is this all Jeremy Hill or Bust? I think, I think they can both do something in this game. I think I th-
2: think this is like tag team, two uh, d- double it.
0: ninjas, lightning, <laughs> lightning and thunder. is
1: going to have more value in PPR because that's where he's doing all of his damage. Is going to be more in the receiving game. Um, you know. <laughs> He, over the last three weeks, he's averaging 12.3 fantasy points per game. So after only averaging 5.2 fantasy points in the previous three, so he has definitely stepped up his game in that regard. He scored a touchdown each of the last two weeks, and both those came on receptions, though. So he's not getting the carries. He's only had 11 carries for 44 yards in those last two games. Mm. So. You know, you look at it this way, the Colts defense, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher since Jonas Gray busted off 201 against him, uh, that was back in week 11. And so, Jonas Gray has had about, what, 35 yards since? Yeah, because uh, he, uh, <laughs> where's, that, where's that iPhone? that iPhone? Guys, my iPhone! You know, you know, over the last three weeks, Indianapolis has held running backs uh, to 13.5 fantasy points per game, allowing only one touchdown against them. So I just look at Bernard's the second option. And he's, he's got the ability to break it for a big play At any point in time But he's just not being utilized enough to be A high-end threat for fantasy points In my opinion AJ Green,
0: he's injured You think uh, he's basically worthless uh, that's tough I know luck. he's a great I, player I, I
2: wouldn't pay a, I haven't liked
0: what I've seen the last couple weeks I
2: wouldn't pay a Daily fantasy price for him uh, This week, Th- definitely not He may not even be able to play Yeah, exactly I, would, I wouldn't risk uh Especially if you're doing a redraft where you keep the guys. Right. He, he might not be able to play, and I think the Colts should win this game. Yep. So, he has no fucking value. Well, how it. about this? I wouldn't
1: want to play him this week, even if he was healthy. I, he'd, I he'd be matching up against Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis is like holding number one wide receivers to like 56 yards a game or something like that. So, you know, he shuts him down. He's got the bruised arm anyway. Now he's got a concussion that he's dealing with. He's an absolute stay away from him. That's why you look. He's a mess. He's a mess, and that's why you also, when you go back and you look at the whole Andy Dalton thing, he's been ineffective even when A.J. Green was healthy. So how can you put any stock in him? Muhammad Sanu then becomes the other guy. Maybe he'll have a chance, but Muhammad Sanu has been god-awful as well. You look what he's done. <laughs> he is... Okay. <laughs> Over the last five weeks, he has seven receptions for 71 yards and a total of 8.1 fantasy points. Not an average of 8.1 per week. 8.1 fantasy points scored in the last 5 weeks. Wow. And everyone's that where's those uh reverse
0: throw the throw a TD reception to Andy Dalton plays that used to get him some points back a couple years ago. We need those now. Yeah.
2: I mean, I would pull out all the tricks. You're, I mean, without besides your running game, your passing game just Looks like it doesn't match
0: up well. I'm calling it right now. Sanu to Dalton. Touchdown in this game. Holla at you, boy. I am the Neutonstradamus. It's happening. But why? Why would you want that? That's the last points for Sanu. I want. I, I don't, don't care. care. I got neither of
1: them. Right. Sunu's <laughs> not a guy that you're going to want this week either. I just don't I just don't like because If A.J. Green doesn't play, he gets Devontae Davis. What else, uh, what else you got on the Bengals? I think we're pretty good. I mean... Jermaine Gresham, quickly they go not Gresham. Not, not having a, a great second look, half. Having a great second half. Yep. Uh, he he uh, he's been great over the last uh, three weeks. He's got a touchdown in each game. He's scoring an average of 9.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, and when it, he faced them back in Week 7. He only had 48 yards against them, but he had a, a season-high 10 receptions in that game. Yep. Hmm. So, you know, if you look at Indianapolis... Has allowed ten touchdowns to tight ends on the season, uh, only two in their last five games. But if AJ Green's unable to play, that should be, means aggression. If they do get in the red zone, is going to become a bigger factor. But AJ is going to play, but he's going to be he's going
0: to be he, a mess. Well,
2: concussions. He has to pass the known.
1: protocol. It's out. It's
2: not. It's not yeah. a you team. Play, really he might be out that. of
1: his own his own well. But I, I agree. I think he'll play. The guy who's the, the main guy. Let's forget this, we, we talked about Gio, but Jeremy Hill is the main guy. Yeah. Jeremy Hill, is, is. this is his first playoff game. He has had 100 or more rushing yards in each of his last three games with scoring three touchdowns in that span. He's, at, he's averaging just less than 19 fantasy points per game. Uh, uh, he is the number one threat now for them. He's had twenty more than 20 carries in each of the last three games. Uh, Cincinnati is going to look to feed him the ball early in offense so that they can keep Andrew Luck off the field. That's all to the you you
0: are you were our earliest jock sniffer on the, the jeremy hill train this year unquestionably. Uh, you called it in the preseason, you liked what you saw, and he you liked his, his body a lot. Uh, I mean, honestly, in the, in the right way, in the, in the, in the Charlie don't surf manner. Yeah. Uh, he's
2: got a thick lower half. Yeah, I mean, exactly.
0: <laughs> and you looked at what, what they had before was Bernard, uh, he's just too, sm- too small and was better in something you've been saying for the last two years, where it's better, he's like that Ellington. It's better, he's going to do better. He scored two
1: touchdowns the last two weeks right. when he gets less. Well, once they finally figured out what, how are these two guys going to work together in the backfield, because Gio got hurt, and then when he came back, it was how it was going to go. But the other thing that I kept telling everyone at the beginning of the year was, don't draft the law firm. Get off yeah. the bandwagon. Uh, yeah. He is done. And Hill, I was like, I'll say this, after like the first week of training camp, Hill has the job. Yeah. <laughs> and the Gio six. was
0: awesome to start the season, but we also said probably too much in the season leading up about injuries. Who was likely to get injured was a small back like Bernard. So, um, let's move on to the Colts. There you go. I just
2: want to give uh, Jeremy Hill props real quick. He finished yeah, as a top 10 running back uh, in standard scoring, which is just ridiculous. He's been the only rookie running back to be worth his shit pretty much this season.
0: Huh. What about uh, one thing I got to say, because they are not playing, but what about... His other teammate at LSU, you're my boy, Blue. By the way, I've been hearing, I'm not, I am not, don't, don't think we can claim, I don't know. Did we make that nickname up? Uh, Alfred, my boy, uh, you're my boy. Did we make that up, or was that already kind of known going up? I'm giving credit know. to us, but I saw it on ESPN. I heard him like, you're my boy, Blue. I mean, Alfred, you're my boy, Blue, got a touchdown. I'm like, I felt like we were saying that like, it was, it a year was, ago, but did we? Were they saying that at LSU? I don't know. I mean, it's, we it's, can't claim it, but I, it felt like a pyro. When can, I I heard get, it on ESPN. can I give
1: some props to LSU? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Hill, uh, Alfred Blue, Zach Mettenberg, oh Odell Beckham Jr. Um, oh yeah, Jarvis Landry, uh, Ruben Randall. Um, how, how does this team not
0: win the, uh, the championship in the last few years? Well, they did about five years ago, right?
2: Yeah, uh, five or I six. Five, yeah, five before Nick Saban got back to town in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they produce some great pro talent on offense at a school known for defense, and that's the best thing. And they've got this pro style offense uh, that people want to play in right now because it's proven it's, it can make NFL players. It, it, exactly They're it, it, NFL ready when they come. Exactly.
0: That's it. The learning curve is sliced greatly because you're coming from the right system. That it's not like all of a sudden you got to learn all these different kind of reads. So it's like I've Cam been doing Cameron that for the last for three one.
2: years. That Cam Cameron might not have been doing much at the NFL level, but he's getting it done for us in recruiting wise.
3: <laughs> True. And yes, I will go back to another dimension <laughs> as soon as we deal with the other player.
0: I mean, it is impressive. Again, the last thing I'll say: do a Google search on Les Miles. Um, his, his thing, his yeah. thing with uh, the scouting report every year in the combine, he basically puts up a list of the players that are eligible to get drafted, and gives you the list of the guys that are, work hard and will be good pros, and the guys that loaf and don't. And he doesn't take any calls, he doesn't do any meetings. He just gives you a list and says, "This guy's gonna be a great pro. This guy doesn't come to practice. He doesn't work hard. He just is." We've had flat that. Out.
1: You've posted
0: that to our Facebook yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. so. Uh, it's but worse. it's one of those coaching things where it's just like, could you imagine being a guy that was probably a number one recruit, uh, at quarterback or something coming out of high school, thought you were hot shit, got into LSU, loved it, long and short of it, you loafed it because you thought you were awesome, and then Les puts that up and basically crushes, your
1: opportunity in NFL. If you're going there, you have to know. I'm sure he tells you that. For sure. And he probably says, if you come here and you work hard, you will have every opportunity to succeed. But if you come here and if you're a lazy to do this, I'm not going to have you ruin my reputation at the next level for the type of players that I produce. So I'm going to call you out for what you are.
0: No question. So good for him. Andrew Luck, what are your expectations this week, uh, Staggy?
2: I mean, it's not necessarily a great... Matchup for Andrew Luck. Uh, the Bengals have been very, very good against quarterbacks, uh, especially recently. We saw what they did to uh, you know, Peyton Manning, whoever that guy is. Uh, Where am I? You know, two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> you losing stuff over there, now No, I'm Peyton Manning. Where am I? <laughs> he doesn't know. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it sucks to be Andrew Luck a little bit right now as he lost the you know, top overall fantasy scoring spot to uh, to Aaron Rodgers. And that has to hurt a little bit.
1: It's not, it's not it been good. Uh, I, I can tell you uh, about, about some Andrew Luck here. If you, you're looking at him over his last three games, okay, he's only averaging 10.2 fantasy points per game in his last three. Okay. He has only thrown more than two touchdowns in a game once since week 11. Uh Coincidentally, the same time that Ahmad Bradshaw was lost for the season. Yeah. So, and you look at what their offense has really been without without Ahmad Bradshaw. It's a big hit to him. So Cincinnati, as you said, they're extremely tough on quarterbacks, giving up only ten fantasy points per game over the last three, and have intercepted seven passes in their last three games. Yeah. So the last quarterbacks, and you mentioned Roethlisberger and Manning, both threw for. Uh, more than 300 yards and two touchdowns, but they combined for five interceptions in those games. So, you know, I would say, say
0: the Colts are in for drafting a couple running backs pretty high in uh, th- this
1: May, not April. Well, they, I don't think they can. Did they give away their pick for Trent Richardson? That well, was this season. Oh, that was pick. this season. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said to rub that one in again. <laughs> Listen, Idiots.
1: The Bengals are
2: one of two uh, teams to have more... You know, interceptions than touchdowns allowed on the season. Uh, them and the Buffalo Bills and on the season have allowed quarterbacks to just score thirteen point eight fantasy points a game. So there's not you, you gotta liken Andrew up a little bit, uh, especially this weekend when all the other top options are kicking their feet up uh, <laughs> at home this week.
0: I like it. You know who's kicking his feet up at the uh, this week at home? I hope. And enjoy and to this podcast Thanks for all you did this year On the news feeds Is a
3: Bell
0: birthday Thank you I, wanted, I needed that back It felt back. so good It came back Alright what else Let's go on to There's really nothing to talk about With the running back situation T.Y. I-
2: Hilton should be back this week uh, you know, So that's a good sort of thing going He's one of You know Maybe five top receivers in the league to average over 10 yards a target, which is like a super elite number. Uh, You know, end of season targets will have all that kind of information, juicy information for you. Uh, Which will be up on the site? You know, I guess not uh, after the news you
1: gave me. Yeah, next week.
2: (laughs) But, uh, you know, over 10 yards a target is just
3: ridiculous.
1: He has been ridiculous. I think that. Now that he's back to full health, that's going to be the big factor for Hilton. You look at Cincinnati as a a defense, and they were, you know, pretty tough on the season, decent on the season, only giving up 18.7 points per game uh, and 11 touchdowns. Although over the last three weeks, they've allowed receivers an average of 22.9 fantasy points and have allowed four touchdowns. They've also allowed a hundred-yard receiver in each of their last two games and four. Total in their last four games.
2: We gotta remember interceptions don't count against receivers. That's right.
1: <laughs> is
0: is Wayne? Uh, he's pretty iffy, right?
2: He'll probably play tough it out, but he hasn't been a great play pretty much yeah. all season. He hasn't been. He's looked like a shell of his former self, which is sorry to say, for you know a future Hall of Famer.
0: Did Nick catch a touchdown uh, last no, week? No, he
1: didn't. He didn't get
0: his two hundred thousand dollars
2: bonus. Yeah, you saw some of
0: those bonuses the yeah, players yeah. that needed to reach. Yeah. Oh my god, that would that would that would suck. Yeah. Um. All right, let's well, talk, about talk about Weiner. S- obviously, he's on a hot roll, uh, making it happen. The tell. Let's close this game out and We, we don't talk stuff. about the
1: running back. We, 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 Trevor. There's nothing to talk about. Trevor Richardson. We don't need to talk about Boom Heron, It's just. I agree. It's. It's. You're not going to get any type of. Real big performance. Since his big breakout game in week 13, he hasn't really done anything. So He uh, did
2: have a sick one-handed catch last week.
1: Well, a highlight was, catch doesn't get you fantasy points, though.
0: A couple. <laughs> you're not in a league that has. I, 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 I'm surprised you're not a league. Player. Yeah, and if you make the ESPN top ten player of the week, you get seven points. You want to
1: know what That'd
3: I want? That'd be sweet. I don't no, no. like that. So my no, no. buddy,
0: my buddy. Hold well, on, before you go, yeah. one of my uh, the guy I called you earlier instead of stag party, I called Stavish. He's got a great rule. Fumble uh, 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 penalties should cost you. I agree. This penalties. Is what I was should cost you fantasy points. You were gonna say that. I was Sorry. gonna
1: say. I was gonna say. Or if you're a wide receiver who gets uh, the penalty to draw the penalty, it eats up like 40 yards. You should get like. 1.5 points for uh, every every penalty-type thing drawn. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree with that. But even what about, what about if you're a wide receiver and you go
0: offside? Oh, negative .5 points. points. Yeah. You lose points, yeah. yeah. Jeffery. It should be the it's same type of thing.
1: Just like in fantasy baseball, there, I've been in leagues where it's like, you guy's fielding percentage counts against you. So you may have a great guy, but he's a bum and he gets an error every week. He's killing your damn stats. I I, I kind of like all that stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's interesting. It provides a little thing. There motivation. should all reflect oh, the, game,
1: and there should also be a stat for because you know the quarterback always gets screwed when the wide receiver decides to be a bum and lets the ball tips it and, and sets up the interception. He should the wide receiver should lose Tipped points for those ones
0: too, right? And drop passes. It it should should pass. points, yes. You should be. You should.
2: You should lose points. Yes. You're in the fucking NFL, bro. Yeah. Right. Catch that, that pass. pass.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Um, that's, that, these are all great ideas. Somebody
2: somebody actually asked us on Facebook, uh, about what our kind of favorite leagues to play are or what our kind of favorite rules are. Uh, you know, Jermaine RMZ Gudiano asked, what are your recommendations, uh, for you know league size and rules,
0: so before I say anything about this one, uh, that fella sent me uh, sent us from our homepage. I think I'm the only one that gets it, and I sent it to you guys. Uh, it's not like the second opinions, but from our homepage, he interacted uh, and said, and I'm happy to get you guys to be getting those emails too. But he said, I got a sad story for you. He goes, I'm, I, 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 I made it to three championship games, mm, don't and. Worry. I went 0 for 3, and he's like, that's the sad part, he's like, the great part is you crazy bastards and your draft kit and your podcast got me into three championships, can't wait to hear this podcast, can't wait for next season, I told him, and it happened to me two years ago, three years ago maybe, two or three, I don't know, time flies when you're doing too many fantasy (laughs) leagues, but I went 0 for 3 in championships, that was two years ago, 0 for 3. In championships, oh, it's you, got, you got me at one, Stags.
3: Thanks.
2: <laughs> but uh, per, for size, I like 12 team. Uh, I find that it's you know waivers aren't completely scoured. Uh, no, I, but
1: I, minimum 12 teams. I I enjoy my 14 team league. I think is great too. I, I love it's. So you think minimum of 12?
2: I like 12 is ideal personally, but you know 12, 14. I like 10. Ten's a little bit on the soft side. You can find some real good pickups, you know, pretty much any time.
1: Well, because I've was in, i been in I'm, I'm in, I'm dropping out of my 10 team. I, have, I was in a 10, a 12, two 12s, a 14, and a 16 this year. The 16's tough because, it's you know, 14's interesting, and here's why it's interesting. Your regular season's 13 weeks. You play every team once. So that part of the schedule becomes really easy with 14 teams. Then you can decide how you want to do it. I mean, we still do the old traditional way where it's like, it's, it's six teams, and then there's like a whole, it's a dynasty league, so there's a whole lottery system or whatever. Wouldn't you
0: play one team, in a 14-team league, if through 14 weeks, wouldn't you play one team twice? No, 13 weeks. Your regular season's 13 weeks, and oh, then your playoffs you
1: 14. are 14, 15, 16.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that what his question really is about, is how many teams? Or is it just the cool things we like about Your somebody's? experience
2: on the size and certain rules of the league. Here's <laughs> what I'll say rule-wise and not
0: the size um, we've talked about on the show. I love two things. One, I think this season showed because of the depth at wide receiver and the lack of depth at running back and the depth now at the tight end position, I think three wide receiver, two running back leagues should be replaced with a flex. Because I think these, what happens in a lot of these leagues is uh, you do, uh, you've all been in in two running back, three wide receiver leagues. I think that third running back should be a flex now, no matter what, because there's just so many. The third wide receiver, you mean? Third wide receiver should be should be a flex position, So so that you can get the running back, tight end, or wide receiver there, because it's it's just
1: the running back. It can be so fleeting that I, I like it. Well, here's the other thing. In my 12-team league, and you talk about like a perfect size, and one of the adaptations is I've always been, I'm a traditionalist. I don't, I hate when it's two wide receivers and a flex because it devalues the, the third wide receiver or a team that wants to go and stack wide receivers because, you know, for whatever reason... Teams always, when you can start a flex, still want to hoard the running backs. And it's like, you would just end up, if you go after wide receivers, you get no running backs. And you may have one of the top wide receivers, but people only need to start two, so they won't trade you for them. They're always so, but what we did is we have three wide receivers that we still start with the two running backs, added a flex position. So now you're just taking what would be that first player on the bench and what and how I expanded for that was I just expand you know, because there's so many bye weeks and you never know how that's gonna affect it. This is also my weird league where we don't have pickups until weeks, you know, only three during the year. But I added two extra roster spots to each team so that you can now have the extra players to come. How many rounds are you drafted? We went from sixteen to eighteen. Still seems pretty low. Right. And you only get and you only get the twelve pickups on the season. <laughs> I like that kind
0: I mean, of stuff. Not- I think, hey, there's a good rule. I think that's a great rule. I'm in one league that I'm leaving, and sorry to interrupt you, but I'll I'm, I'm, I'm make it quick, that it's endless pickups, and it's a short bench, and it is every week, the waiver wire, it's literally 25 guys getting picked up and dropped, and you have a short bench. Those kind of leagues suck. Real bad. You know I like a little deeper
1: leagues? bench. Daily fantasy baseball players love those type of leagues. People that aren't good. People
0: that aren't good but have a lot of time. Time, right? It's the more the, it values the people that aren't good fantasy ballers but have a lot of time and that's stay on point, it. No, no,
1: that's a great point. I want to jump on. I hate leagues that that screw people who don't have time. Yeah, I, I you know. I like all my leagues because they're set up, and it's like it's not. Oh, I can make a pickup during a, a fucking Sunday night game and pick up a player for next week. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's one time a I'm week, three a.m. on right. um, on Tuesday mine morning. Are like, I'm up. Mine are like, I'm up. Mine are like I'm up. Everyone else is asleep. I get the value. What were you going to say? But they're, they're all like midnight on Wednesday. Yeah, that's when you're, That's when the, the it gets you're processed right. and it's done.
2: I absolutely agree with that. I played in a. It, you could pick a guy up during a game. So say you know Trent <laughs> went out there and got injured. You could pick up fucking Boom Heron, like immediately, and it was just the biggest bullshit yeah, you know, rule, in the, uh, rule I've ever seen. But I'm PPR all day. I, that's the one thing I want to say. What full point? Full point. I, I like full point best. Uh, I like half point you know half as much, <laughs> <laughs> and I like standard about nothing. Right. Uh, you know standard is all about touchdowns and. If you're not picking up guys that score, uh, you know, touchdowns, you're behind the eight ball. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I like PPR. It kind of balances out, you know, it values Antonio Brown as the highest, you know, fucking player. And, you know, maybe he should be with how consistently he's playing.
1: I agree. I'll give you two other two other rules that I, I enjoy. One in one of my leagues is where it's, I, I when I started the league... If you remember touchdown, Tommy Vardell yeah. uh, was a guy who was a complete vulture. He would come in, he would do the this year's Matt Asiata role. Where, you know, <laughs>
2: fucking asshole. He, Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, go ahead. You wanna BAL <laughs> <laughs> So you, you, what we did was to eliminate that was, and this is where we know we talk about length of touchdowns, how you you mean Dogmatica yeah. really like having like the explosion type factor. So our league is any touchdown that's between 0 and 9 yards is worth 4 points. And then between 10 and 19, and 20 and 29, it goes up by 1 point every 10 yards. I like that. So now it's like you score, you get like, so now think about too. When you get like an 80-yard touchdown, the Lamar now Miller, you're talking, you're getting, those, you're, getting 13, you're getting 13 points for the touchdown, plus you get getting the yardage as well. But Ooh. this way you get the guy who goes against you and he has 3 carries for 18 yards and 3 touchdowns. Doesn't, doesn't crush doesn't well. you Doesn't kill you.
0: Two things I would like to say. One, you know what? We like the rookie. I like the r- must-player rookie. I like to hear that one, too. That, yeah, the yeah. must-player rookie is really fun, especially now more than ever. I did it when Carl Pickens only got was one rookie of the year and only got you 300 was yards. Is that the goal
2: touchdown. of the whole season, to get Carl Pickens in every show? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah, that's, laughs>
1: I'm I want to tell you this. With that rule, too, I want to do that rule. in my. I want to add that to my league. Like, say, one of these 10 starting positions has to be a rookie. Mm-hmm. Because it will also help me. Because in the last couple of years, I get like, you know, we do all these podcasts. I'm in so many dynasty leagues, and it's really about projecting futures, right? And so I fall in love with these guys for the NFL draft. I have all these rookie drafts that I do. And then I get to my one annual league. And I inevitably draft too many damn rookies. So if I force everyone to start having yeah. to draft rookies, then the, I won't have as many to draft, and I'll have to actually draft players that can help my team. It's really fun. <laughs> no, it's a great point. I like I like
0: your mindset as the commissioner. Yeah, Trying to, try to guide yeah, it to my that's, to my. That's league. what the commissioner usually does in every league. That's why I I'll still to the sell it
1: and make it sound no, like it's good. great. Yeah,
0: it's all good, dude. It's all good. I get it. If you can pull it off, i <laughs> will If any of
1: them are listening, they're going to know.
0: In my newest, uh, biggest stakes league... This year, we're doing rookie few cast-offs from our previous leagues. In the third round, I, I took the first rookie, Derek Carr, in the third round. And I had Marshawn Lynch on the board. and I, It was between those two, and I'm like, oh, I know this guy's going to play every game, which he did. I know this guy's going to have some explosion games, which he did, won. One. <laughs> uh, and it's just one of those things where I took him over Marshawn Lynch, and the fact is, it was a Boomer or bust fake. It was either going to win but me the championship. It's a cool Bowl,
1: that that decision comes to and play. that
0: decision, if I had taken Marshawn Lynch, I probably, I don't know, I'm look at the numbers. I just don't do that. But I definitely am in the finals and probably win the game.
1: But I'm saying that's what's so cool oh. about it, though. You know? That, yeah, that, that, that it forces it. you to have that type of a situation where you're, you're, you're put into a real tough situation. I
2: pose a conundrum to you. A riddle, if you will. I don't want to hear it. What's the difference between you and a mallard with a cold? One's a sick duck. I can't remember how it ends, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> my last rule, then I'm gonna let that. you
0: guys go. Or my last, uh, I'll let you guys have a couple more if you want. Is make sure in any league that you don't outscore the, with the quarterback more than all the other positions. You know, make sure that the quarterback is is reasonably within, you know, if you have a luck season or Peyton, Peyton's season last year, you know, you should you should have the most points by a significant margin. Most, of them, But don't price yourself out or score yourself out with six your scoring system. Touchdowns. And I'm not saying that that's too bad. I don't know. But if it's six passing and then the long distance and then all these point things and you look at it, it's like, all right, this, this year – Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, in that game that you spoke of, had, on the bench, 74 points. 79 in my league. 74 points on the bench. Was he on the bench in your league? Yes. So, on the bench. But then the next week, he rolled again and had 68 or something like that. When you do that, there's no way that the running back, the wide receivers, no matter if if Calvin Johnson went on at six touchdowns in the biggest game ever, it just... Don't price
1: yourself out on the quarterback because it kind of unmakes the league not well, fun. I, I, would, I would agree and disagree in a sense. I agree because you don't want to be completely dominant, but again, what's the separation between all the other quarterbacks as long as, as that part in the way? When I was always setting up my leagues back in the day, but also running backs were the, were, the, were the juggernaut. and I had a, I, it's Like you're saying, I had to try to balance it. I wanted, my goal was to say I want people to draft any position in the first round. Yeah. And tight ends at the time were only being drafted in the fifth round, seventh round, or whatever as the first tight end that was run off the board way back when. So I looked at it and I said, how should it be? Well, it should be that what the quarterback scores, those two running backs that start should average the same as the quarterback. The three wide receivers that, that score should average about the same as the quarterback. And tight end, I just need to figure out a way for tight end to score more points. So like it, with, with PPR, it was like, I do my PPR in that league differently. It's not, And, and you have a league that's similar to this, too. Where instead of you get like a guy who gets twenty yards or thirty yards or forty yards and he gets points in our leagues he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you have minimums. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I well, I've reduced my minimums. I mean, they used to be like seventy yards until you scored points. You know. Now it's hey, like they was seventy-five yards. Right. When I, my first one was eighty 20, yards you had before you scored geez. any points. So, but it was no fun because no points were being scored. Yeah. So, but at the same time, there still is a minimum now. I have it at forty yards for running backs and wide receivers. Tight ends though at thirty yards. PPR starts for running backs and wide receivers once they get to five catches. Starts at three receptions for tight ends.
0: I like that style.
1: Well, that's like escalator... That's my, other, that's my I other
0: kinda rule. I kind of like that more than the PPR normal, where I like getting those points, but you got to kind of hit that threshold of, say, you even said it earlier today, he's never had a, a game of under five catches. Yeah. That's awesome. So you hit five catches, and then boom. You're rewarded. You're you're, maybe and you every catch get after anything. that's worth a point. You get one point yeah. for for five, and then you get one extra point from there
1: on out. That's how I do it. That's yeah. awesome.
0: I mean, that is awesome.
1: Those escalators But here's the other, on other here's the other one. Here's my other main rule. I hate... When you see guys, because again, it's about what's the value in a fantasy game. I have to make these arguments. You say, here's a guy, and again, why? Because you're getting points for the 20, the 30 guys. 30, he has five carries for 30 yards and two touchdowns, right? So that guy now uh, gets three points for his 30 yards. he got two touchdowns. That's 12 points. It's a 15-point game. So a guy that has, uh, in a standard league, 150 yards receiving, but no touchdowns, scores the same amount, or scores 140 he scores less. Yeah, yeah. He was obviously a bigger part of the game. This guy was just five carries in certain situations. So, for what we do is when we get to over 100 yards, then I have the where we do it the old school way where it's every 10 yards is worth the point, so it's not like every decibel. So, then instead of one point every 10 yards, it becomes two. And there's a bonus when you get to 100 yards or 300 yards passing. Mm.
2: Yeah, I like, I, I like the bonuses. Uh, they can get a little out of hand. Uh, Especially if you have. It makes
1: Ben Roethlisberger score
2: 79. <laughs> uh, I mean, if but you, he had
3: an amazing game. It was. If you I have
2: agree. five points for 100 hundred yards and then five points for 150 yards and then nothing for like 200 yards. But
1: but uh, it makes a difference. Like, here's an example a guy who rushes for 110 yards and scores a short touchdown, right? Well, I mean, we, we don't oh, we he's scoring, the got,
3: No, no, no. no, no 110
1: yards rushing and a touchdown. He oh. hasn't hit the major bump, but he's hit boys, he's scoring you still 15 16 points. Yeah. He's not blowing up, it's not ridiculous. It's when he goes for 170 and two touchdowns. That well, if you run for 170 and two touchdowns, you deserve to score yeah. a boatload of fancy Michael points. the
2: Avion Bell game this season. But one thing I like is this I played in one league with an injury replacement. You mark one player as you know, an injury replacement before the game. Uh, if one of your guys gets injured. You know, oh, you get to submit him in for for an injured player. In. Oh, uh, I like so that. The, for, AJ, to replace him yes. or after. Okay, one re- player after for the game to any replace his, uh, you sort of do it any position. Uh, it's, sort well, like a, a it's sort of like a pick, master flex.
1: So if I pick the master flex as a wide receiver and my quarterback gets hurt, I you, can still, you couldn't
2: pick a quarterback.
1: No, no, fine, the, but I, but yeah, I can put him in for my injured quarterback for yes. these points.
2: Yes. Oh, so I like you know that. AJ Green leaves the game with dead arm. You know. You can put in, you know, Mohamed Sanu or whoever you designate. And then, you know, because when you, a player leaves early with an injury, uh, early in the game that you don't know beforehand, that's one of the shittiest feelings. Here's the question I got
0: Is this help a lazy owner out that his quarterback, well, he still was, got... his quarterback was out? And, he, you know, he screwed up and the quarterback didn't play. Can this injury guy play up a mistake instead of an injury? Or do you have to play the game and get injured, not
1: like be inactive? And the in addition, thing, I'll add on how late in the game can he be injured before it doesn't matter if he already played. You could
2: just choose if you designate this guy, you know, you place him,
1: whatever. Okay, but, but what I said,
2: yeah, I mean, he'd still have to submit the. We have to submit it through email, right? So you'd still have to submit your injury replacement. So usually, if you do that. If you submit a late injury replacement, you're probably not going to be a dead o- dead owner, you know, because you still have to submit a late injury replacement. But what? Hey, what does that mean? But by, by like you know 12 o'clock on Sunday, you have to send an email that says, "Hey, if uh, you know one of my players gets injured, I'd like to play Gio Bernard."
0: Okay, so what happens if it's a you're running Gio, uh, You're running back. What well, if it's a quarterback that gets injured? You can play that player instead of the quarterback. Yeah, takes points. Uh, what if they forget to send them the email? Then, then you get you. nothing. But you get nothing and like it. That's easy. no soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's an, uh, that's interesting. I I kind It's very it's around. very NBA hoops. I was, I was an NBA hoops player for about eight years, and that kind of stuff. You have injury players. You know you, you get.
1: I'd say, of, we could have a whole podcast on, on this. I mean. Oh, we do. I, know. You, yeah,
0: I, I can't wait, for these. These. I can't wait you, for Hopefully these. you guys listen to us in the offseason. This is all we do, is talk fantasy football without the matchups and having to talk about this player this week against that cornerback. you got real philosophy.
3: Sean Connery is in first place with zero. <laughs> <laughs> You'll rule the day
2: you crushed me, Trebek. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic, I mean, and that's I what say we move are are. on. Do we need anything else in that team? I think we got it. Let's move on to the next game, unless we got more stuff we want. And we're gonna go, we're gonna crush this game. And then we got some more Facebook questions that are, uh, they'll be fun. So last game of the week, last game of wild card round, week one of the 2014 postseason. Wild product. the beast, yeah, wild the, the beast. wild cards, wild the beast. The graphic I do have is a sick. I can't wait. Alright, Lions, second game, January 4th, this is four, actually, okay, so the games are earlier obviously on Sunday than they are on Saturday, and the Lions are going to be at Cowboys Stadium, which I read an article on ESPN, the magazine where uh, Jerry Jones said, wouldn't the Chanel uh, Cowboy Stadium have a great ring to it? He wanted to be sponsored by Chanel instead of AT&T. That cuts. What's going to happen in this game?
2: If they pay him more money, he will take it.
3: (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And them too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What's going to happen in this game?
3: Well, you know,
2: this Ndamukong Sue being back in, uh, rescinding his, you know, suspension uh, for a $70,000 fine, I find it to be pretty atrocious. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You know, just because I'm a big DeMarco Murray fan. Yep. Without... We know that you're a big DeMarco Murray fan. Without Sue, the things he would have done against this defense would have been...
1: Well, and, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, so now we'll get into this whole thing with DeMarco Murray, is that here's another guy that was awesome during the regular season. Dominated fantasy during the regular season. He doesn't have a great matchup. Uh, A.J. Green doesn't have a great matchup. Andrew Luck doesn't have a great matchup. But this one, I don't like it for him. Especially with the hand situation. Now especially that Sue is going to play.
2: I I still like DeMarco Murray. Let's face it. Of course you do. He's proven it against every team in the league that he can pretty much rush for 100 yards or a touchdown. Uh, Or at least be involved in the game plan heavily. So, he's still going to be... They're not going to just suddenly be like, Hey... Let's get smart and throw it 45 times this game. You know, like Try to pull a Chicago Bears against the Detroit Lions, right. where they gave Matt Forte five fucking carries. Because it's just not going to work. You're still going to run DeMarco Murray 20 times this game. Right. And he, he might not have 100 yards, but he'll probably have 75 to 80 yards rushing. And probably a short touchdown, because... The Cowboys' See, but offense that's has but, just
1: looked I, I, so good. I get that, but if, but if I'm looking at DeMarco Murray and I'm looking at this week and I'm looking at the name and I'm thinking about what type of production I'm going to get from him, that's not what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a lot more than 70 yards and, and a short touchdown. I'm expecting major production. So that's where I look at it, and, and I think that it's you know it just becomes. I, I don't like it. It just, Detroit is very good against running backs, and I, I and the whole hand situation,
2: again, it, he's also another injury risk for having to come out of the game. I mean, we saw last week, the hand didn't bother him. Uh, last week, it didn't. The week before, yeah, it definitely bothered. Last week, it did not bother him. He looked, you know, back to his usual self, uh, you know. Ending exactly at 100 yards against the Washington Redskins. We're also very good against running backs if we, if we want Yeah,
1: play. but they're also also weren't really playing for anything. It's just you know. It's
2: a division rival. Division, division rival. rival. the yeah. Stags
1: have his moment with Dwarka.
2: Right. Yeah, me and me and Spray Tan <laughs> are keeping it going,
0: right? <laughs> I now. mean, I'm, that is something that I didn't even write down to think about to give you beef about. I like that you brought it up. You preempted, dude. What the hell is going on with your boy? And, Spray, he spray tanning Yeah They call him spray tanning That guy Called him out for Banging his girlfriend Or whatever Who's now banging her again And showing pictures He says DeMarco spray tans
3: No
2: <laughs> That's not what he said He was saved in her phone As spray tan Oh that's
0: right But he is Oh yeah you're right He
2: might be a spray tanner He's, But there's I don't something care. I read
0: That said DeMarco spray Is a spray tanner <laughs> Might have been on the Onion Sports. I don't care. That's the same one I read today that Jordan's suiting up for the podcast this year. But it, I'm, I'm. If I read it, I believe it. I go to TMZ first, and Fox News second.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. You know, besides that,
0: and Bellamy no. third. Somebody going to tell me why? Here's a little hint.
2: <laughs> besides that, you know, DeMarco's going to be highly involved in the game plan. If they lose, they're out. He gets to heal up, you know, possibly enter free agency.
1: That's the whole thing, too, right? Because it's like he's a free agent going into this year. It's not like they have to protect their Fucking asset. Fucking
2: ride him. You ride him until he's done. Uh, but anyways. You don't think he's sticking around? I think DeMarco would like to get paid.
1: They're going, they're going to grab AP. DeMarco will be gone. I
0: don't
2: know. I think Julius Randle will be a suitable...
1: Uh, the reverse of the Herschel Walker? They, they don't even have to make the trade? They're just able to get the old... Uh, no, they'll have to trade. Oh, that's right. They're going to trade. It would be the reverse of the Herschel Walker.
0: But it, they'll trade. They won't, give a, they won't have to give up They won't farm, have to give up Herschel Walker. Type but but the, the Vikings are going to How trade him that? for... How about that? Wouldn't
1: assets. that be hilarious that it would be the, the Dallas and it would be the... Here's the full circle... Maybe um, um, sign and trade where
0: Mark Demarco knows he's going to get more money up in Minnesota, uh, up in Minnesota and they do it. They do a thing. That would be hilarious. Why would they not do that? God, I think I'd works. rather have AP at thirty than Demarco wherever he's at. Sorry, really? thanks.
1: De, Demarco who is uh, twenty-six. I would rather have AP. I would not. Not with the way that the years on running backs go. I would rather have my... You're off. He's clean. Well, the whole thing is going well, to be that DeMarco is going to sign... Be Probably cost more money.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: So, but Jerry Jones has the money, so it's a matter of salary cap and who you're going to pay. they got to figure all that out. They just, you know...
0: Well, he, remember. It's interesting. Boarding, boarding and then we're going to segue to it. It's an interesting they got to pay Dez.
1: I know. they, they got to pay Dez. But you made an interest. That's why I'm saying, since DeMarco's going to cost more, and if you can get... AP for less, and you're going to have to orchestrate a trade, and that's the one of the only teams that's, that makes sense of, here's a team that needs to trade, Peterson. One who's really old is Romo. Yeah. yeah.
0: Romo's you can't
2: sign to... and trade in the NFL. Uh, first off. Oh, so. that's
0: right. That's, that's right. You can't I, I, do that. Wait, I thought this podcast was for fantasy hoops.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, are you telling me you'd rather have a 30 30- plus-year-old AP than a 26-year-old no, DeMarco I, I, Murray, does, who's averaged over five yards a carry in his career? Yes. And right. this guy, this guy <laughs> I drafted him fourth overall,
0: and he didn't play once, and killed me in my, that one-same league. I still would rather have him. Because, not not necessarily from fantasy football. I'm just saying, if I was an owner, and it was the reason that I think Houdini brought up, pretty much, AP, I, obviously his contract's huge right now, but I think you could you can get him for less money than he's getting paid. But he only right
1: has money. one more year left on the contract that he has? The AP deal, I have no idea. I don't need.
0: DeMarco's to. big payout. Big payout. What's his, uh Adrian Peterson's the only $100 million quarterback in the last 8 years. Well, think about that too. It's one of those things though,
1: but He's paid his money. You can't do a sign and trade, so that's what sucks though. That that kills that whole proposition though. Doesn't though.
2: You have to give up some sort well, of. Draft you just then.
1: make the trades, and you,
0: you, well, you do something. Sign, you, don't, you, you don't do totally,
1: the sign first. You, you just you, trade them. Well, you can just sign them and then trade them. Three months no, later, you don't sign them. You just make the trade. You say. No he's not The property He's a free agent That's what I'm saying You'd have to sign him as, uh, sign, uh, To free agent papers So he's not an
0: idiot He didn't He didn't miss A, a walkthrough. through no. So that now All of a sudden He's a, he's a restricted he's agent He's No Instead no. of being A free agent he didn't, he didn't,
2: <laughs> The problem is With Peterson you know, He knows What's no, going
0: to happen No not an idiot ooh, 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 He's got ooh. a babysitter That's Josh
1: Gordon Oh Josh Gordon Right
2: oh, I love, agent, of, that, I that love that was, Josh Gordon Getting suspended That's my favorite Thing of the week Last week Uh Absolutely, because now I think he's going to get traded to a team with a quarterback. <laughs> this is my favorite thing is a Josh Gordon person that he got suspended in all But options. as a
0: Josh Gordon yourself, it's embarrassing.
3: Sean Connery is in second place with negative $6,500. <laughs> Only on account of villainy.
1: Same for Josh Gordon.
0: Oh, Josh. Idiots. Uh, what else we got? Let's, let's talk some more about this game and... T- well, let's answer some questions and talk about. Well, let's
1: get into anyone else besides that's not named Demarco Murray. Then um, Dez yeah.
2: Bryant, you know, set the Cowboy single season, you know, touchdown mark. Throwing up the axes, Demarco, or Dez, Dez in this situation, just had a great season. I mean, the things he, he's able to do in the red zone, and you know, just being able to win one on one against any fucking quarterback in the league is ridiculous. You have to pay Dez Bryant if you're the Cowboys. If you have a choice between him, Des Bryant, or DeMarco Murray, no your choice is Des Bryant. No brainer. Ah. Yeah, I, I agree,
1: and I, and I think that he has good opportunity here. I mean, look, the, the secondary for, for uh, Detroit corner. is, what's that? Name a corner for Detroit. I can't name a corner, <laughs> but I know that, uh, I, I've, I've watched their games. They're, they're, they're opportunistic as well. I mean, they, they get interceptions. They get interceptions. So I'm talking about their safeties. It was the two safeties Robert that they signed, and, and, uh, right? They signed in the offseason. Mm-hmm. so they brought these two guys, and that kind of changed the whole face of it. But if you look at what's kind of happened to Detroit, I, their defense, as vaunted as it's been, I still love it. Uh, their front four—that's that's where their strength is, you know. And they rotate guys in with the Farleys and everybody else that comes in and out of there. So, but farrelly has been out for ages. Yeah. Right, but but they just a, a glut of guys that yeah. it was. Super st- the guys
0: filled in with them has been great. Right, uh, so and they
1: used they got, to have they used to have Will Young who had how many sacks for the Bears? They used to have uh, uh, Cliff Averill, who who now is dominating over in Seattle. So it's like they just this constantly. What I don't know how they do it. They always just have a ton of great guys on their defensive line. Well, that's what Schwartz always did very well. Right, but now what I'm saying is this: when you look at what Fox they've been doing against wild. wide receivers. Though this is why I, I like Des in this game because like Detroit's. Defense against uh, wide receivers was great in the first half of the season. Over the last five weeks they've been atrocious. They only gave up 14 receiving touchdowns on the season. Eight in the last five weeks.
0: Well, what I like about Dez, just to give Dez a a high five on a great season, is Dez does what, in in the opposite way of, of a lot of the other kind of elite uh, wide receivers in fantasy d- football and in, just in general in the NFL. He does it most of the time on low volume. You know, he gets that... This season. T- this season. I'm just talking about this season. He's gotten the more touchdowns which helps and keeps his points up, but he's always kind of like getting a lot of yards, not many catches, and you look at, you look at a lot of his games, it's like not that many targets. He's had a couple games where he's big on targets, but you look at it and you're like, God, that guy gets a lot of points. If if uh, he's the opposite of Kobe Bryant and uh, and Monte Ellis, so he's oh, not a, he's not a thirty one shot, thirty one point guy. He basically gets a lot done, very effective with a lot, not many opportunities. I
2: mean, that's absolutely correct. He's fifteenth uh, <laughs> among uh, wide receivers in looks. How about this year. How about in his Jeez.
1: last fifteen receptions, he has six touchdowns. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Should, that is crazy.
2: Like, you could go back on <laughs> NFL Rewind. I've been watching a lot of NFL Rewind over the last couple weeks. Nice. And just watching touchdowns. And Des Bryant just destroys corners at the line. Mm-hmm. And then Romo will put it in the area. And Des Bryant just comes down with it. He'll toe tap. He'll, you know, dive. He's coming up he'll, with that. He'll stuff.
0: elbow someone. He'll lean. He'll give a little yeah. butt. He'll give a Charles Barkley butt bump. He, he just
2: knows how to do it. Yeah, Duke can score touchdowns. Uh, there there's there was a stat I saw the other day where, uh, in terms of points per game, like real points, not fantasy points, he's like <laughs> fifth in the league but behind guys like Gronk. How,
1: how about this? He's had, is, in four of his last seven games, he's had at least two touchdowns. And one of them he had three. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that friggin' guy. That. I will say one thing that someone asked the question, how'd you do in your leagues? I don't want that question necessarily answered because I didn't do great in one of them. But the, the, the one thing I will say is the thing that I did worse this year is I started drafting quarterbacks in the first round, something I never wanted to do. In my league I did best. I got Andrew Luck in the eighth round. Uh, but in one league I drafted Breeze second overall. And the thing I usually do this is me. This is D-Rex. Remember you said a couple years ago, I'm not being me. I'm being D-Rex and Dogmatica. Houdini I'm looking at. Yep. it's I wasn't me. I go early on wide receivers. Yep. And I fill out a team thereafter, and I kick ass. This year, I basically didn't do that as much, and I wasn't me. Be you, and that's all I can say. Next year, a Dez, a Julio. I mean, Julio... He was coming off that injury, so it was a little different. We saw him, obviously, dominate it. So I wasn't too... I was a little concerned about Julio, but Dez or Calvin, which wouldn't have paid it off. But there's a lot of guys. I'm a wide receiver, really. I'm going to fill those running backs. As anyone... All the running backs who are great this year picked off the waiver wire from Week 3 to Week 7? You know, it's just... Yeah. It, it, that's just me. So, let's... uh so here's the other thing we, about this game, but let's shut this thing down. All right, well, not let, but let Okay, yeah. So let's move to the fun stuff. <laughs>
1: let's go. Uh, let's go quickly through the rest of uh, the, Check out the guys our on player Des.
0: rankings. They're up. We've got player rankings. All right, fine. All no, I'm, no, keep going.
1: No, it, it, it's like people are going to look at. Okay, well, what about uh, Terrence Williams or Cole Beasley? The thing is that that's the whole thing right now with those guys. You never know which guy is going to be the guy that, that's going to get it. They're all they're getting their limited targets and looks each each game. Um, Dez is your one surefire guy. I, I, I almost have a sneaking suspicion that this is one of those weird ones where Cole
2: Beasley uh, is, is, is the guy. I absolutely agree on the Cole Beasley call. Uh, he just seems like a better play. You know, if you can't name the top corner for Detroit, you definitely can't name the guy. Who <laughs> the <spot. laughs> You're damn right. You're damn right. <laughs> so. Linton's covered <laughs> by this guy. You got
0: Dez covered by that guy, Terrence. <laughs> Who's the garbage on the, on the little white guy that and, can And go.
2: Whitten's, you know, a top two or three tight end this week just because of, you know, who else is playing behind, you know, Greg Olson. Everybody else is sort of a big question mark. Good point. So, you know, Whitten's probably the third tight end uh, in, in dogs' rankings. I, I haven't checked him out, but I'm yeah. pretty sure uh, Whitten will be, you know, top three. Uh, so, you know, you can take, pick your poison between Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley. Uh, Whitton will probably be a nice play. He's gotten a lot more involved in the passing game. You know, their line can shut people down by themselves, so he's not going to need to stay in. He's played the most snaps of any tight end in the uh, in the league this season. And then, you know, we got to talk. The Lions have. You know, Dallas isn't great on defense.
1: No, and you know what? The you know, too, when you talking about the Lions, look at, look at Matthew it's Stafford. All good. It's that
0: cold season. <laughs> Seriously, cold cold the, season. the
1: office is an infirmary.
0: I've got I've got uh, you know nice lozenges. It's uh, everyone I know around this, this place is just coughing and sneezing and drooling out of their nostrils. So
1: wonderful. How uh, well? Look at look at Stafford. Stafford has been I, I he's just been horrible. He killed guys in the playoffs. You know, did not help anybody out. Even um, nice matchups. Yeah, you know, uh, the biggest one in Week 16 against Chicago, 243 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Thank you very little. Turd. Now, and, he, and he comes out in a game where it was all garbage ones, too, against the touchdowns against Green Bay. Uh, three touchdowns, but 217 yards, you know. Missed more
0: throws than than I've ever seen a player miss in the first half. That game should have, could have been close. And I'm not talking about that deep bomb that I, I think I tweeted something out about this. I th- that bomb was a perfect pass by Stafford. Megatron got bumped a little bit late in the route, and they didn't, probably shouldn't have called it, but that was a good pass. But other than that, he was missing tape by literally about 8 yards high, 8 yards long, he, he, some terrible, terrible
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm, Let me just give you a rundown of something, then I'm going to ask you a question if you've heard yeah. this, uh, and I'm sure you probably have. So, when you look at what Matthew Stafford, and I mentioned that game against Chicago, he had another horrible performance with 153 yards and one touchdown against Minnesota. But then, you know, he feasted on, on, on bad teams. But let's look at what he did against good teams. Week 12, playoff team at New England, he threw for 264 yards with no touchdowns and an interception. Then you have at Arizona in week 11, he threw for 183 yards, with no touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, let's see. Uh, Here's Buffalo. The- Buffalo a tough defense. 221 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He doesn't put up against against good teams. Is Dallas a tough defense against the pass?
3: No. But,
2: but Dallas is pretty much average across the board on defense. Uh you can just sort of take that with a grain of salt. They're they're not great by any means. Uh,
1: this is a team that still hasn't learned how to win yet, though. Can I can I can I tell uh, you the one thing that that I think just, the
0: just heart and soul, the one thing I think out of all these four games, out of these eight teams playing each other, there's something that tells me that the Detroit Lions could go in and absolutely demolish. Demolish. The Cowboys, and it just could be that game that's just like that surprise game. Right, Everyone's right. down on it. Everyone's Sue it, is playing. It's one, There's one of those all two, this stuff. It's just one of those things where it just seems to that happen. all of a sudden, you're bad. in the you're in the booth looking at Jerry Jones, and Dez is yelling at everyone, and and Whitten's breaking up It's always up easy fights. for
1: guys to get up to play the Cowboys anyway. Yeah. Playing There's the just Cowboys something in the playoffs. Out of all
0: the games, that this just might be that one where it's like.
1: Here's the other thing I'll tell you, though, too. The Lions could could come to play. The Lions have also been a team that you looked at so many of their games and go, this is going to be a shootout. And it's a dud. Nine, nine points against uh, New England. Their game's against uh, Green Bay, right? Uh, what was the uh, the Green Bay game? It's not the, the first game. Oh, yeah. 19-7. Just horrible, no offense type. Of, <laughs> he threw for 246 with no touchdowns and two interceptions in that game. It's just... When it should happen, I just don't know. I, I think that Dallas is playing well enough right now that I just, they're playing amazing. They're, I, I they're. just don't see I just don't see it. Okay, uh,
0: and I'm not saying it's likely, but it could be that well, of game. Of course, where it's just possible. Sit, the stage the stage is set, and if there was one game that just surprised you, like it usually yeah. happens in playoff
2: scenario, I feel like this is that. I game. feel real confident picking the Panthers, the Steelers, and the Colts. I did, and too. then I also feel. If I'd pick the Cowboys... I can't can't confidently pick the Colts, though. I I That is not the least confident game. I like the the Colts. I sort of agree with you in that this game is the toughest to choose. Because both these teams... Hey, these teams both have fucking talent. And if they show up to play, either one of them can win this game big. But you haven't seen it on a consistent basis... Especially
1: from the Lions. Well so here I'll give my brief synopsis. I look at the Cardinals and Panthers. Again, I'm with the I'm on the Panthers here and I think this is gonna be just Pretty much a horrible display of fantasy production out of that game. Panthers, will, Panthers will win that game. I look at the Ravens and the Steelers, and that's the game where I'm telling you, I don't, I don't see. I think it all coming from either the has to come from the quarterbacks and the receivers, uh, and maybe tight end. I don't see it coming from the running backs in that game, especially if Le'Veon Bell doesn't play.
0: I'd say that's the game that I have the hardest, hardest. I that game, I, I have a tough time figuring out who I think
1: is going to win. Yeah, the Bengals and Colts, and this is why I'm saying like everyone's wanting to jump on the Colts. Colts are always at this team, and was hot. They fucking blow chunks every time that they've got their chances to step up in big games. And so, you know, I love Andrew Luck. I'm a huge Andrew Luck fan. And I know that the Bengals suck the big effing one when they get to the playoffs. But this is just one of those weird type of games that, it's, it, again, I just I have no faith in what Indianapolis is doing. And it's not like that's such a great home field advantage or whatever either, even yeah. though it's inside the dome. And then the last one with the Lions and the Cowboys. Yeah, I look at it as this one could be a potential for those for those explosion type things, but I just also kind of see it as being that last game of the year. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think it's gonna be kind of a fantasy dud type game. Definitely fantasy dud. Um yeah, maybe. We'll
0: the only see. I, think, I
2: don't know. Is
0: it dud? Is a
3: bad
0: Oh it's nice to hear that again. Um, all right, well I think I think we covered that pretty good. You guys got anything else to say about those games? Forever hold your peace. Alright, forever hold your peace. Alright, yes. Stag Party. You've got... that. That's good times. That is... We definitely interspersed a lot of other stuff in there, but more or less, for a while, we were only doing it, and we were running long. Good
1: times! <laughs> well, Stag's has... You know, we haven't had our experience of now Stag's into the mix, so... Without a Dogmatica, so... no. We've done it once, we it's been a while. Been a, it's while. been a
2: while, that's what I'm saying, so... Dog Manica's like ball dominant. Dog is the Kobe Bryant to the group. <laughs> give me the ball. Give me the ball.
0: Yo, Joe, give me the ball. I'm These good. two guys definitely have a little... Talking about that, uh, your, your, your cock fight that you're talking about. Dog against Houdini. Houdini interrupting Dog Manica. Dog Manica look, looking fuming at him. But then having some good things. And then me being like, Houdini let him talk let him talk and then oh I love you guys
1: it's a nice dynamic <laughs>
0: we're gonna have this on video pretty soon
1: uh, and oh. then and then and then luckily to save my ass I have a sound bite to, to, to come in and save my butt or yeah. and I, sometimes that sound bite cause you'll cut off dog in the middle of like he's about to go on a dog gem
0: like he's been saving up all night and you're like I got a looney tune I got a looney tune What are i and that's and the other man he's like it's oh, if this fucking guy and makes me yeah. stop in the middle of my fargin' best moment for a Looney Tune.
1: <laughs> well, and the best part is that it's like, there's so many of like, the things. I'm sitting and I'm looking at all these soundbites ahead of time. And it's like, there are ones that just... I have no idea when it's going to happen, but it's like when someone says something and he'll be, in, as you say, in his thing... So he's not even looking at me. I could be standing up, throwing a he's doing it on purpose because he right. knows. I does was the same <laughs> shit to me. Dog Man- he's like,
0: Dog Man- has got full back turn looking at stags <laughs> when he knows that I'm going to want him to shut down what he's doing. This isn't like some non-premeditated... He's not an idiot. He's a very smart guy. When his back's turned to you, he knows that you want him not to have his back turned to you. And that's why it's that way. And that's the way we all are. In all of our little idiosyncrasies, but I say Bell, Bell Verde. Well, you
2: might be legally retarded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's go, Stags. Give us a uh, give us some Facebook love. We posted uh, today saying we were doing a uh, show on sixty. We need some questions, and we got we a got bunch.
2: some questions. Uh, Ryan Hanlon, he wants to know, watching the movement, what are we doing now to prepare for next year, basically. So, I'm going through. Uh, I went through all the power rankings, put out a year-end piece that will be going up. Um, going through the targets, putting up a year-end piece, uh, which provide more stats, like things like yards per target, uh, which is just a, a great number. Uh, yeah, if you haven't really That's looked, a nice
0: empirical data right there.
2: I mean, if you haven't looked at numbers like yards per target, one of the things you're going to want to look for is a guy over 10 is just elite. So next year, if you can find a guy over 10 uh, lower down the board you know, Adante Moncrief, by the way, uh, just remembering one name off the list, he's a he's guy that's potentially going to you know be a sleeper next
1: year. Well, why he's a sleeper next year is also because of situation, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at the situation, you're looking at Hakeem Nicks, who they're not going to sit Goodbye. there and, and, and pay him any more money, and Reggie Wayne, who's at the end of his string, so.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, and cool. definitely. And then, you know, uh, nine is very, very good. Eights, you know, average to good, and you know, that's just kind of the starting point for that. And that, you know, I'll just start looking for diamonds in the rough. Uh today I finished up uh, the rookie wide receivers chart, so we'll hopefully get a good look on that. Heck. Uh, which which we I posted on Facebook,
0: Facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac, the one that you did with comparing the Unbelievable best season ever last year by Josh Gordon in the last seven games there versus ODB's best ever uh, this year, last seven games. And the facts and the data showed ODB's season, as hard as this is to imagine, was better than, than by 10 points, fantasy points, than last
1: year's Josh
0: Gordon, and that's just insane. It
1: well, and the also, the, and the ODB effect, though, too, because remember, we, we, we mentioned uh, what was it 41% of teams that made the playoffs had yeah. him. So, my league that just concluded in this week 17, a team that was outside of it again, this is the 12 uh, pickups on the season, it didn't pick up ODB, I want to say, is until week like 12. So, only had it in the last five weeks of uh, the season. He made the playoffs. Won his last three games in a row. My, in my league, before you go,
2: three
0: champions, ODB on every team.
2: I mean, the thing is, okay, if you got a keeper league, uh, and ODB has a price 10 or lower, that he's your keeper. Um, I, I pretty much have no doubt, doubt about it. Uh, I would keep him 5 or lower over pretty much every player. Uh, that's just I, my opinion. I agree. But, uh, well, there we got some more keeper questions. We'll get well, into. Let me, let me, let me.
0: Yeah, yeah I've got, I've got a few of the
1: uh, responses to what I'm going to do. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll, uh, let me let me throw this one out there. because I think one of the important things to do, especially, let, let's keep it to a redraft league, okay? So, you know, I, it's really important to look at the teams that were very successful and go back and look at their draft. What did they do and compare? Put your team side by side and what your process was and what and against the, the top two or three or four teams in the league. Now, if you're one of those top four, two, two or four teams in the league, fantastic. Start looking at what you did well then. Where did you hit? Where did you mistake? You need to, And you need to evaluate exactly how you started out the season and drafted. Where did you start? Now it's also going to lead you to believe and understand now too. When you see, oh, wow, here's the best team of the year, and I look at what their draft was, and their team doesn't hardly resemble what they drafted. Well, that's the other wake-up call that lets you understand that you have to be awake on the waiver wire. You have to be all these other aspects that we talk about all the time, that the draft is just where you start your league. It's not where, where championships are won. Yeah. It, it's, it's, there are so many teams that can lose their first or second-round draft pick and they still can win their league because they're going after the ODBs and they're picking up the Jarvis Landrys and they're, 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 they're fighting the, the hidden gems that are out there. I, lo- I love that call. And I think my
0: idea is the same as yours in a little bit where I do an audit of my league now. Yeah. While there's still games, while it's fresh in my mind, and what I'll do, this is what we do every season, we lead with this, tears. I'm going to go... And there's a great piece that Stavish invented. I mean, sorry, Stags. Stavish. He's my best friend. I talk to him way too much. It's, uh, I'm sorry. But Staggs, uh, he's got an ROI The word
3: cat is found under this letter in the dictionary. Sean Connery, I believe you'd find it in the R section. No, no, not in the R's.
2: Not in the R's. That's not what your mother said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. We do tiers. I'm going to do my tiers, my last set of tiers right before that I drafted from, and I'm going to look and see where things actually ended. And the best thing that you can do is pinpoint tendencies, places you went wrong. You audit your team. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? How has the game changed? And you just sit there and be like, all right, note these things. Audit your this year approach preseason and how it really, really ended up. And when you put those tiers you like to do left it? to right and you really do that, it gives you the foundation for new styles and approaches in the offseason that you really have to consider. And this is all we do and feed off each other all off season. But when you can look and be like, man, I fucked up in these eight places. And, and why? The, why is that? And how, what do I usually do? I've got my chairs from two years ago. Look at the mistakes you made two years ago. You've got the data in your fantasy football league on the website as well. What are some of the mistakes you're making? And incrementally, you'll fix those and tweak those mistakes you're making. And we all know, it comes down to a lot of, lot of components for you to win, make that championship and win it. It's a lot of great drafting. It's a lot of changing your strategy. It's a lot of being yourself. But at the same time, there's a lot of luck there. And there's a lot of variables that all play in are the, the ingredients for this unbelievable dish called the championship. And the only way you can do it is if you look back and say, what did I do this year? What was great? What
1: not? And even go farther back. I think, you, just to piggyback on that, you need to do that, especially because now in fantasy, more so than I've seen in a long time, and I'm in, I'm in six leagues, it'll be five next year. But I'm in, in the six leagues, you look at the variances, right? And there are the leagues that have like experienced owners and those that just don't pay attention. There's a wide divide, so I, I, I throw the, that league out. Um, I look at the other leagues where there's all experienced owners, and what you find is in the redraft leagues this year, I saw a lot of parity. There was maybe one team that was well ahead, but then holy crap. Almost every other team was in it until the last week of the season. Maybe only one or two teams that were eliminated. So when you talk I saw about that, so in my, you, in my leagues too. Okay. So when I'm tell I want to pick it back on your whole thing about on this audit why that's so important. One or two little changes is two wins. Two wins takes you from either out of the playoffs to in the playoffs or from in the playoffs in a low seed to in the playoffs in a high seed. It's so true. And I think that that's something that we've said all
0: since we started this podcast and since we've been writing articles with Pyromania, stay in the game. It's that little thing where you, you just get in by two points by one play. Literally by one play. I would have been in the playoffs if that friggin' guy Anthony Thomas... On the, the Bears? Uh, uh, no, on the no, the guy on the he uh, traded
2: Anthony, Thomas? wide
0: receiver on Kansas She's City,
2: DeAnthony, D'Anthony, D'Anthony oh. sorry,
0: <laughs> DeAnthony Thomas from Oregon. If he doesn't fumble on that one play and score two points for the Denver Broncos defense, the game, I'm in the playoffs. Right? Simple as that. And the same in that same week, you know, and there's all these little things that drive you nuts. But same week, Flaner just dropping that bomb, sixty yard that Jordy might not have Nelson, been a touchdown. But those yards
1: alone. Jordy he Nelson that, that week, I'm in the playoffs. Jordy Nelson cost so many owners. Oh, game. that the 94, drop no, the 94, 94. After, the 94-yard touchdown! A catch in his hands, drop. and no one behind, no one around him. Alone. I mean, that,
0: and that wasn't a bomb. That was early. That was like a, no, no, no. It, it was, a was a like no, no, nine, no. It was a rope, a frozen, <laughs> it was a
1: frozen rope. rope. Forty yards down the field. All he had to do was run another fifty yards. It was a. Yes,
0: I yeah. thought. I thought it was more of like no, a 15-yard play. No, no, he no, would no take no. in the distance. It was a
1: perfect throw, and Jordan t- was was looking ahead as the balls the balls coming balls coming down, the ball's coming down the i remember the you seems i you remember look the the his play. face where he's like my fucked up motherfucker. that's what
0: got dog sick
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's sort of true proud but uh, you know, we will constantly be putting out pieces you know on different strategies on um, you know evaluating our tiers putting out end of season tiers you know we'll be putting out a bunch of stuff in the next couple weeks Sort of keep it interesting,
0: uh, home. and 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 I obviously we do want to take a little bit of break after the Super Bowl for the first time ever. Uh, we'll still be trying to do the podcast as much as possible, but we do want to take a little bit of break. But over over the course of the next few weeks, while we have playoffs, absolutely a lot of these season end things, and then you, I love the piece that we've done like two years in a row. Uh, Way too early tears, yeah. way too early sleepers and boss. I mean, that's just what we do. Even even today when I was posting our player rankings piece for the Le'Veon Bell that we posted last night, which is crazy considering, you know, last night was Monday night and we're already posting our, our player rankings for the wild card. Put it on Facebook and the people are like, dude, you guys just don't stop. You don't quit handling. You're like, you guys are mad
1: men. And that's the, that's the case. The other thing I think is, it's important, again, it's, it's, you need to be doing this right now. Before you shut down for the year and, and move on, uh, you know, to, if you're in any of the other fancy sports or just moving on and, and, you, and you forget about football and you, you don't pick it up again until August, it, it behooves you to spend the three hours and at least go through right now and just say, who are the players that I really, really like? And just rank them in a list. Yeah. Who are the top 20, 30 players that I wish I would have had I, I wish, I, I, or guys that I wish I would have figured out why I didn't figure out why this guy was going to be good? Just compile that list and put these people into different categories so that when you actually do pick everything back up and go look at it, you're reminded back of how your thoughts were at the end of the season on big misses, uh, big hits, whatever, and just I, I like to do that and, and, then, and then it just it brings me back to it because if you wait four months, five months, you will forget everything of how the whole season went. One
0: thing I'll say on that in that regard is the fact that there was a lot of teams that made the championship in the couple leagues I was in, and I've heard this from talking to a lot of people. They were the lowest scores for on the league. Like you look at their total points on the season? and it's like in, in, in my main league, the two of the teams that made the, the, the playoffs, were the two bottom dweller point teams. That look at that team and understand how that happened. So you can no, luck. No, of course. The, no, that but that's a part of it. Of course there's luck. But one of them had ODB. So what are those ingredients that you had the lowest, but you got hot at the right time? Look at those little idiosyncrasies They're hard to judge, but you can just tell them. And then when you're drafted, you'll be like, you know what? It goes back to that explosion factor. I can take this guy, tried and true, and I know what I'm going to get. Or if there's the slightest chance in around 15, if this guy all of a sudden becomes X quarterback's favorite target, could be explosive, those little things... There are. There's so much. I mean, so much. I, know, I, 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 like, I agree with that. I, okay. I, I, yeah. Go on. Go on, Steg.
2: I ha- I have a question for you guys. Uh, in your draft, like, who was the guy you felt strongly about that you didn't draft? And, T. Y. Hilton. And you have like T. Y. Hilton. You kind of have that. League.
0: I had him in every league.
2: You kind of have that, like, uh, like, three three what the fuck three. am I? What the fuck was I doing? Like, I took I Percy Harper
1: instead. Uh,
2: I I drafted. Uh, Pierre Garcon over Golden Tate. And Golden Tate, I wrote about as soon as he signed. Him. I, I, with the new. As soon as he signed with the Lions, I wrote a newsbreaker mm-hmm. saying, Golden Tate probably catches 80 passes for 1,200 yards and five TDs with, I've got a screenshot of it no, t- no, just because it pisses me off. Right.
0: Like, and he, he, he eclipsed those. And, I, us.
2: and yeah. he eclipsed those, and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like That's my biggest regret in the draft.
0: For me, it was an easy one with the AP, so I won't even mention it because I, I drafted him in two different leagues.
2: Well, that you didn't know.
0: That's, Yeah, but and that's I, won't even, I won't even mention it. For me, I would say, what I realized this year, and I mentioned it on a podcast a few weeks ago, is when I get a serious boner for someone, I've got to start thinking that who I'm about to have sex with might have AIDS. And I'm not going in unprotected. So, I've got the players moving forward... Not trying to make light of AIDS or anything like that, but moving forward. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's really not that funny, and I'm not you, trying to be funny. The day you crushed me, Trobeck. It's true. It's dramatic. the The fact is, if I love someone, I need to put them on a most like a, a watch list. Emotionless. Dude, emotionless. Yeah, emotionless. Put them on an emotionless, and say, I love these five guys. What's that what that told me and it doesn't mean I'm not gonna have him on my team, but don't go too high on him. Don't but get two, all five. <laughs> don't get all five fired up bottom. Don't get all five. But also at the same time, I am a heart guy and I like having teams that I love. So I've gotta manage I think what I'm gonna do, you're gonna see me, I'm gonna be a lot more even keel going into next season. I am not gonna love anybody. Yeah, like, good luck. Yeah, he's, good. No, he's good. He's <laughs> alright.
1: He's fair enough.
2: Then you going to inside have, I wanna throw this in there too. <laughs>
1: We talked about earlier how I said I to change my rule to have your rookie rule so I don't draft so many rookies. I'm gonna, I've am going to. i already decided now. I'm going to make a decision that next year in my draft, I am going to put a cap. I am only allowed to draft three rookies on my 18-man roster. I had seven on my roster after drafting. Now, I'm going to be in a tough position when you have that many rookies because they're all bench guys, but... You're not. You're waiting five, seven, eight weeks for these guys to pop up, and they would be available on the waiver wire. Had I let them sit anyway, because I'm just trying to get, because I'm trying to, to get ahead of myself, and I'm i trying to get too smart for what I what my own good is, and I know that I should be smarter than that by not. It, it, key rule: Don't outthink yourself. Don't don't get so smart. And again, it's it's it's. These dynasty leagues do that to people. Uh, Charlie Surf and I, I, I've seen him struggle through it in the, in the same league for years. Because he is get we get so enamored with these rookies and it's about it's so much pride in a sixteen team league where it's forty eight players that you draft as rookies that when you hit on you only get three picks so and then you make trades if you have these extra picks but when you hit on your rookie players and then you're like yeah I'm the guy to found this guy I'm the guy to found that guy this guy this guy this guy and you go uh huh uh-huh. look at me now you
0: got anything I got one I got one little goodie that I'm gonna change I'm done with uh tight ends in the first round or Good, early. me too. I'm not, not, I'm not doing you. that. I took I took a Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham in my second me. round well. in that My Big Money League, and he just screwed me over. Uh, I don't know if I was just not... I don't have good... I think these were the first Saint players I've ever had in the history of my fans. Maybe me and the Saints just aren't a good match, but took Jimmy Graham second round, and I just thought, God damn! That is going to bring the heat every week. I mean, he crushed me okay. down... Down the stretch, when I needed a victory, when I needed something to, those last two games to really make it happen, he got me zero points in two straight weeks. Sean Connery, why don't you pick?
3: Well, the game is a foot.
2: I'll take anal bum cover for
3: 7000 Yes! bum
2: cover. Oh, I can read so That says anal bum cover. I spent five years of my life trying to invent an anal bum cover. Failing to do so is my
3: greatest regret.
2: <laughs> you have led
3: a horrifying life.
0: Yes. Jimmy
2: Smith. I hate him. Is there a, Would you draft a Gronk in the first round next year? Because that's... That's the only guy you can even think about. No, I'm D no, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm 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 D-Rex. I'm
1: actually, I'm going back to my old strategy. I'm not drafting a tight end before round four. I'll, I'll, I'm waiting now. There's enough There's enough depth. And we said, where was Greg Olsen drafted in a lot of rounds? Fifth, sixth, seventh round. The guy I want
2: next year is Kelsey, personally. but right, And, and that's yeah. going to be, that's like a seventh or eighth round. That's
1: the thing. He's still undervalued at the position. I mean, even the later. Top? There's enough talent there that I'm just Olsen, not. in the way leagues usually turn
0: out, is a 6th, 7th round pick next right. year. That's, in that's, all likelihood.
1: Well, Maybe he goes with the 5th. I still like the value there. It's fine.
0: I agree.
2: Let's, uh, let's move on to the next okay. question from uh, Eric Solorio. Love uh, that guy. That's our boy. If I pronounce, MVP Liker. If I pronounce any of your names wrong, I no, you got them right. I can't read with my glasses on.
1: <laughs> like that makes I sense. can't read <laughs> with my glasses on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wants to know what about the uh, uh, free agents, potential landing spots for the big name guys. Uh, DeMarco, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch technically isn't a free agent. Uh, he'd he need to be cut uh, before we can speculate. Uh, I guess we can speculate, but he'd he need to be cut before anything. He's still got another year left on his deal. Uh, Mark Ingram, he's a free agent. Cobb, Forsett, both free agents. So let's start out with Demarco. Uh, Keep it
0: simple. We already talked about him. You, you're not going to say anything. You just, <laughs> you just go in, buddy. Have your fun. I'm, you, you.
2: Oh, I think Demarco <laughs> will stay in Dallas, but his deal will be probably less than you might think. He's not good, highly
0: incentivized.
2: Yeah, he's not going to get an AP type deal of six years, eighty-six million, which is just ridiculous for today's running backs. So, you know, maybe a five year, $49 million deal, uh, something like that would be, you know, more than enough to keep that, in my opinion. Let's move on to the next player. I'll just
1: just say this I don't know that he stays in Dallas. I I
2: I think
0: he goes for the contract. I think he chases the money. I think you said it earlier. You're like, he wants the money. He's not going to get it with Jerry. I think Jerry's going to be able to pull the Texas boy back to Texas. He said he wants to play there. He's a after everything that's going on with AP and the, everyone hates him around Texas. Still loves his boy. Yeah, I, th- I think and he's cheaper. Yep. You, you don't have to pay him that much. He's already he's on the he's on the backside of the bell curve. Let's we'll talk. See. We'll I mean, see. Oh, what we let's uh, talk about Mark, Ingram. Mark Ingram. Ingram, Ingram. Next.
2: Uh, I, I think he'll probably resign with the Saints. They they tried to you know tailored this offense around him, you know, this season. Uh, finally, um, giving him an opportunity, he performed, you know, very well. Uh, so you definitely think he likes his, you know, performance unless he just says, Screw it and ends up in Jacksonville
0: or well, something. Well but isn't he from New Orleans, uh, Louisiana too? I think he might be from Louisiana. Uh, now I'm not trying to paint him in the corner, but he's from down south and in in, in the in the area in the area. Uh, well here's
1: the thing though. He, which, which I think helps it helps your, your call to say. I, I think the Saints want the to resign round. him. They want to resign him. Because that's why they tried to start feeding him the ball toward the end, because they realized that Drew Brees is not the quarterback that he used to be anymore. And they're starting to see the end of it. And they've already come out in the whole front office of, oh my god, we should have been drafting a quarterback the last couple of years. We haven't done it. So now I think that if you feel that way, I think that you sell out as a team to get him and say, right now, in this immediate near future, especially while Drew Brees is what he is, we need to start building a team now around a running game, and here's a guy who's a violent, good runner, and they have a good stable of other running backs there, that you sign him. Um, I, if he goes somewhere else, I, I don't know, because here's a guy that didn't have any success through his 1st play, 40-100-yard rushing game through his first... 40 games in the NFL. Now finally found some success. I worry that if he goes somewhere else, he finally got into a nice comfort zone and you take him out and you put in the pressure of being a free agent, I, I think it's a failure. Who
0: knows if that, what situation could come calling for him? Correct. And it could be the perfect yeah, it could be Indianapolis and look, but and, if and you all you go of a sudden to we're in Indianapolis
1: get... though. You also know there's no guarantees. Well, you know what I'm saying?
0: It, it could be a team that is, is on the upswing. and Denver. Gonna be a, Denver's not on the upswing. they got a window that's done. Well, This is their yeah. window still. They're still looking for a It's, not Denver. A, it's a Denver. With Luck, there's going to be a Super Bowl two of the next seven years. I'm not saying they're winning them, but 2 let's say two of the next five years, I think Luck is in the Super Bowl. Well, seven, that's the
1: purpose. But that's
0: what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a team that he can win a championship with. And I agree with you. I think... He really might stay with New Orleans, but who knows who's going to call? I like his like But no, the fact Colts, is, I like either it. either way, any way that happens, not that there's not that much money. It's not, not like wherever he goes, Colts or he stays, the way that running back don't position has has, has has been kind of uh, devalued. Just devalued. It's not, wherever he goes, it's a it's a Reggie Bush, maybe a little bit better. It's a four year. Twenty-five million dollar contract. It's not this craziness that we were used to back in the other day. So who knows what happens? Twenty-five
3: thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Twenty-five thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. One hundred thousand dollars. 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 Dollars.
2: <laughs> the guy who probably ends up getting paid the best out of this group is probably Randall Cobb, because wide receivers are just demanding money. Oh yeah, and they deserve it. Uh, and Fifty-five Cobb,
1: million dollars for Greg
0: Jennings.
2: Hey, Eric Decker. What did Eric Decker get? A lot. <laughs> I, I don't think they let Cobb go. I think Cobb is the guy, besides Jordy, that they've always wanted to keep because he's young at the time of his first contract. He's what's their salary cap situation though? Uh, it's Green Bay. They're fairly good
1: because they drafted well. That's yeah. So this is where this is where the benefit happens. Of. When you look at situations why teams are really successful, if you draft well for four or five years in a row, because really four or five years is the key, because most rookie contracts are four years, so when all those are coming up, if you've continually drafted well with all these guys, you are not getting in a situation where you are worried about you know who, who's going to be the guy coming in, because they're all cheap. You're not having to go out and sign free agents to all these positions where you're wasting money, so you can actually retain your good players.
2: I mean, definitely you got to re sign Cobb. He's the playmaker in space, which, uh, you know, with not having a real solidified tight end, you definitely need that in Green Bay. Uh, So he's going to be a prime target for them to re sign. I don't see a logical fit right now. Around the league for him, but everybody's gonna be buying for services. Should he make it to the open market?
1: But again, it's one of those things that if you're that guy, you had the benefit. He gets paid because his quarterback has been Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's about money. So you, you, you get paid. You what? What if uh, Miami cuts Mike Wallace for
0: being a douchebag and quitting on his team, and they and they say and they say, you know what? We're going after Cobb, and they give the the big money to him. It's case in point to what you say. All of a sudden, he becomes, goes from being right Randall Cobb with a rod to being. What if he goes to very Seattle? Marginal. What about Seattle? I would love that, it's,
1: but it's it's good for. They just tried with to, Percy Harvin. Now they can bring in a guy who's actually going to be fit in the locker room type of guy. He's not. He's not
0: going to have those kind of stats.
1: Like That's, he, my That's my point. That's is my so the leader.
0: Be if, great you want, the if you want, if you want, a good
1: thing for for Cobb. Half half and again, with all wide receivers, the first transition year, when they, whenever they move, it's never as good as what they were doing before, so yeah. you'd much rather be in Green Bay if you're a owner. If you want a good thing with
0: Val then you're going to oh, get it I to shoot it. fresh
2: week. <laughs> and then finally, you know, Justin Forsett. First off, he's tried it before, leaving Gary Kubiak's system, if he does it again, he, he's obviously just chasing the money and a fucking idiot.
1: Well, why? No, he's not a fucking idiot because he's a, he's a guy who's been a career journeyman his entire career. This is his chance to finally cash in on
2: his career. No, he already signed a big deal. He signed, uh, after the first go-around with Houston, he signed a $10 million deal. Fine, $10 million.
1: That's not a lot of money. And at the running back situation, he, if, he can, if he can get any type of a deal, at, at this point in time, for a guy like Forsett... It shouldn't be about fit. It shouldn't be about... I agree
0: with him. I think he realizes going after the money is not his play. I think he's like, Kubiak, you're in my... He I- signed for the And, the
1: yeah, I and you, I trust... 29. 29. Fred Jackson, at 33, is the oldest running back in the NFL. Which says to you that you have one to two years left on average.
0: 33? He's yes.
1: The oldest? The yeah. oldest. So, if that's the case why wouldn't you chase the money this, nah, this is, is your last insane. effing contract this is your last chance you're going to be out of the NFL in three years are you going to make Are you going to, if I say to you I got a contract that's going to pay you you can stay with with Baltimore but and is he going to get that I don't know yeah, yeah. but okay, if, he, if he does he will figure out a way to get some guarantees when, when you know that it's you can have four extra million dollars guaranteed in the bank and you're going to be retired in three years I know that four million dollars means a lot for a guy that never got as you said he got a 10 million dollar, never got a hundred million dollar pay. He didn't
2: get a early 40 million guarantee. Years, years
0: old is the oldest player in the league. it's no, at running Atlanta. back, yes. It, 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 running back is what I said, yeah. Okay, that is insane. We've talked okay. about this, yes. But, but, Fred, but Freddie Jackson, here's my thing. I thought he was more, I, I thought he's older than 30. You said should
1: have
2: Janet Jackson, Looks more like Freddie Jackson.
0: where's <laughs> gonna th- shit, then he's gonna kill us.
2: I, I think if you're Baltimore. You could probably find somebody else, so you might let him walk. But, hey, a three-year, and a million deal with like $6 million guarantee is not going to kill you. Uh, for a guy who's going to average five yards a carry. Well, it's
1: one of those things. Does Baltimore give him the fair market value for being a good guy? Next guy. Who, um, that, next who, who's the next?
0: Uh, that, that's
2: it for That's that. it? Let's uh, go to the next are, question. Wait, are there any guys you want to avoid drafting next year? Ugh.
1: Probably
2: a lot. A lot. We're going to yeah. we'll, 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 have yeah, we'll
1: have a podcast about we'll
2: have have the bus, We'll have the
0: Buyer Beware. We'll have uh, the ROI guys that we'll highlight. So all of those. And we'll have each of our early tiers where you can see the guys that are way down on your tiers that might have done okay this year. That tells you that.
2: Uh, Eric Dominguez wants to ask, can you talk about the fantasy impact for 49ers now that Harbaugh is gone and... Possibility of players uh, Leaving San Francisco
0: I think the issue is bigger than, than Harbaugh because he didn't They didn't have the situation Or the team in place And Regardless with the way that Kaepernick Was able to find his passing game And the way that it seemed like until the last Two games Frank Gore Was either left out of the party Or was aging uh, Obviously he had a nice couple games to close it out But I think It's Trubbs there who knows what they're bringing in, and there are free agents. Who, knows, Whoever they do bring in as is, is the, is the head coach is he bought into the fact that Kaepernick can be a Super Bowl quarterback, a guy that's already been to the Super Bowl, and it's, it, it's trouble. You got Bolden, who's old as hell and always has been. You got Crabtree, who... I think he's probably going to be gone. Well, and he's older, too. He's in his 30s. He's not no,
1: no, it's no, not no, 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 no. He's not that old.
0: Not at all. He not seems all. like he's been no, around no, that no, long. No, 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 no. He's just probably in his fifth year right now, so he's going to... But he's a, go, trying to get a contract. And I don't see him sticking around uh, all that much. I hope he does, because I like him as a player. But Vernon's gone. He's garbage.
1: Uh, it just doesn't really look great as a... You're right. 27 a, is crap. Yeah. I'm I'm making him because he didn't do anything in his first four years, so that was the whole thing. The fact is,
0: it's Trubbs there fantasy football. It's troubles with bringing in new players, but who knows what coach they're going to get and what's going to. So there's too the many thing. unknowns. You but I wouldn't be happy in the power and numbers sense of the word, right. the way last year, and last year the, the 49ers were one of the best teams and had the most fantasy football ballers. That's not. That's not where they're at right now, and and they're
1: nowhere close to but, it. But I will say this to the other point of: is there going to be people who are going to defect. No, because it's the NFL. You don't defect. You are where you are. It's, it's just it's a matter of who signed you at salary caps. It's you don't have control as a player in that regard. So I, I could see a Bolden <coughs> and, a, and a Vernon defect. Uh,
3: they can't. That's they, what they.
2: They've got long term deals that nobody wants unless they're cut, and that's that's a
1: decision as you said. If Vernon's going to get cut. That's a decision that's being made by the front office.
2: How many more years does Vernon have on his deal? Uh, he signed a five-year, $48 million deal back in 2011, I believe. So he signed through the 2016. Which is
1: crazy because he wanted that to get a, another extension yes. after this last, after uh, uh, this last, not this And then he, went, four, then he went,
2: 15.
1: right <laughs> yeah. after
0: that, he went and caught. What, what did he have? I think he had 13 catches this season.
2: <laughs> He had two what touchdowns a, in the first game of that first
1: game of the season uh, was his only saving grace, and then it all went down. A guy I that was, isn't I was getting
2: old. The guy who drafted Vernon Davis, I'm like, oh, so, so you drafted Vernon Davis? He's like, yeah, he's gonna be great. I'm like, yeah, except he's not catching 15 touchdowns again this season. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, yes. I'm like,
3: mm, yelling yeah, no. <laughs> that,
1: That's one of the best charts I would say from our uh, draft kit is the touchdown dependency. Because this is the one where it's like you want to find the easiest falls. That other stag is that another stag party concept? God, the kids get. It. And it's great <laughs> because these are the things that make the most sense when you think about what's the easiest, the hardest thing to predict. The fantasy is touchdowns. The easiest thing to predict is yardage, is 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 you know production type wise in that regard, but especially with Valverde. Val- oh,
3: there it is.
1: But when you're trying to predict touchdowns, touchdowns are so arbitrary, especially once you've displayed uh, your ability to be a touchdown guy, then all of a sudden you're getting more attention paid to you by uh, defenses. The next year, they're now aware of you. We, you had the whole factor. You know, we looked at uh, who was it with Green Bay, right? It was Jordy Nelson had the huge one a couple years ago, where he had like 14, 15 touchdowns, and then. James Jones was the guy who got like the 14 or 15 touchdowns the next year and Jordy dropped down to like 7 and then so it's like you, it's cyclical yeah it and, but exact. when but when that happens you cut a guy's touchdowns in half that's a Major impact to your fantasy. And,
0: uh, in your off season, it's a good thing to look. How are people scoring? If you are the red zone target the next year, the defense is lock in and be like, when you're in the top in the 25, well, this is we're going on Vernon Davis. So the next year, you're probably going to be the guy that doesn't get those red zone. Targets you know, maybe this is like or a, touchdown. So this is
1: how articles come out, right? And so this is one of those things that maybe we need to also look at too. Then let's take a look at all the guys that have had the highest. Receptions or or even rushing touchdowns each year, and what did they do the following year? So then, that's understanding the history of touchdown
0: dependency. And yeah, and I like that red zone part of the touchdown aspect is awesome too. What's the next question? Uh,
2: After that, we got impact of Emmanuel Sanders if Manning retires this season. I don't think. I don't think he's He's not. I don't think he's retiring after this year. Maybe look to next year, depending on you know how things go.
0: If if like your power rankings have said before, if the Broncos get to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, it's a different discussion. I could easily if.
1: Farting <laughs> spider. And he eating, the spider. And he tried to,
0: tried well, to I try tried to, to, try to
1: squeeze him out on the leather couch. It didn't work. <laughs> I gotta be honest.
0: That might be the first on-air fart that we've had hey. on the show. 160 episodes. We're
3: going freaky! Yes! Yeah!
2: <laughs> Houdini was like cheeks in did you know, it Houdini and then Houdini looked around the like, like, like a mouse I, just walked I, I, over I, his foot. I, I
1: did not sell it very well. I
0: did Not I, at, I at sell all. It
2: very well. The second part of that question, guys. <laughs> keep it keep it together. Go. Uh, We're uh, farts relying are funny, you, buddy. Farts are funny. Ah. <laughs> uh, how do you think the Denver backfield shakes out next season, specifically the value of Monty Ball and CJ Anderson? And this is from Junior Dominic. Monty Ball
0: is gone. Is worthless and gone. Doesn't mean he can't resurrect somewhere else, but this is a, a he's higher draft pick. He's, he's not, he's get not get in a number one
1: option chance anymore. Yeah, he's not. He will be on Denver. He's, 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 year two of the four
0: year rookie deal. Yeah. No, There's he's, no, no way three. you give you're, away that costume But of he's year three. He's nothing. Yeah, he's
2: year three. He'll be entering year three. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, but, but he's, he's nothing. He's, you like him? I don't like him, okay. but not I much. like whoever gets the most reps in the Peyton Manning offense because it's obviously worked out great for everybody.
1: Well, we've talked about that year over year too. A Peyton Manning, the main back, averages over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah, that's why we thought
2: Monte Ball was going to be
1: such a good and uh,
2: running does back in the year. passing game too. Right, the forty catches for four hundred yards and a couple TDs. So. Yeah. Whoever leads that backfield is going to be, you know. A What's guy a bottle boy? It's a must own <laughs> guy. And CJ Anderson will get the first crack at it.
1: Yeah. With the way he has scored touchdowns. Here's my problem, though. Whenever you have all these guys that are always like these under the radar type guys, and why does it always seem that they always play for Denver? Mike Anderson, remember back in the day? Yeah, uh, Ruben Drone. Everyone. CJ. Was- <laughs>
0: J.J. Hillis There was the guy from Oklahoma, not something else Anderson. It was almost like CJ Anderson. Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson, that's what I said. Evet. No, there's another Who who's
1: the who was he was the, the guy scat, that was the R Who's the scat
0: back from the Sooners that had huge, enormous games for one season uh in fantasy. What's the, what was the hell is like, like, he like Mel Gray or no, like know, uh, the guy that was Move, like, on, move on, move on, move on. There was a,
1: they've had like you said, they've had that's ten I, guys and
0: over that, ten years. They're have have done also done big
3: a team.
1: They're also a team that's built to try to win now. So, is that a position maybe where they maybe decide? I don't know what their money. So again, this is another thing that I need to kind of we need to sit and, and understand where everyone's salary cap situation is because who is going to be the teams that are going to say, oh, maybe I can grab an impact player at this position. I want to do it.
2: I don't think they decide another running back. That just seems like something against them. Uh, against their sort of strategy, uh, they proven that they can draft they'll strategy. draft two
1: more this year. They and might draft, and then CJ Anderson will lose his job to whoever the rookie was that was drafted in the sixth round next year.
3: Yeah, possibly. Well, remember
1: how awesome Hillman looked? Hillman was the guy that
0: middle of the season yeah. was was winning teams that picked him up, or maybe they handcuffed him to a ball. He was a four in a row. Like holy crap, Hillman is the difference maker. Got hurt, and then it's CJ Anderson.
2: What you got to do? Any running back on the Denver roster needs to be rostered. Uh, we'll kind of figure out the positional, we'll kind of figure out the positional differences uh, and draft round values uh, later in the season. But uh, you know, definitely roster all these guys next season because whoever plays is going to score fucking fantasy points. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, next question. Uh, Aaron Rodgers trying to trip, and then Dominican Sue should be the main topic. Uh, we'll pass that one up. Uh.
0: I can't believe it's it, look, quickly. I can't believe Sue wasn't suspended. That was the most egregious and blatant, unbelievably. As a football player and athlete, playing basketball, playing football, you step on someone, you bounce off, and be like, "I'm you You know, freak my, bad. Out. You don't, my bad, sorry, bro. You don't go back one more. Go off. On the opposite foot that isn't on the person the, the, you're stepping the up, and then weighed up, and you can see his cap. The fact that he got unsuspended is a joke.
1: After Dominic Raiola on his team got suspended for stopping on Eagle Ferguson of the Bears. It doesn't matter. No, no. That guy did it once, and that was, that was crazy. This, is, this, is, this guy has got problems. No, but this is also my point about Detroit. As much as things have changed under Jim Caldwell, they're still the same. Because nah, you have these same the guy, guys, the it's you guy. have the same players, I don't know, But these guys are cancer, and they affect other players on the team. And you have that Rayola on the offense, and you got Sue on the defense. These are both two completely fiery-headed guys that have been parts of losing organizations. So now, when they're a good team, this is why when I look at this big, this a throwback to this whole game of Detroit and Dallas. They're going to implode. There's no way that. I, I know you had that whole possible i the more I think about there's no way that Detroit wins this game. They are going to yeah. shoot themselves in the foot sixteen ways from Sunday. They're gonna practically burst themselves out of the playoffs.
0: I hope so. I hate I, I, I'm not gonna say I hate it. I, I just think I, bull, I think it's bullshit. I'm a bear fan. I he, hate him. I hate him, and he will not be back. He's a free agent. He will not be back. Oh, and Detroit. I
1: forgot to ask you: What about Stafford's girlfriend and uh, her coming out and like saying Shooting stuff? Shooting
2: basketballs and like, <laughs> and like
1: talking smack about the fans or no, about? Uh, I don't care oh. about that. Have you seen her shoot basketballs?
2: No, <laughs>
0: no. There's videos. <laughs> Yes. I, it seen it? It. Uh, I see. I see. Watch her.
1: I like. The way that she likes the picture. I'll, I'll watch her shoot basketballs. <laughs> I'm assuming that there's more than just b- basketballs bouncing.
2: All she's right. Got, she's hey, got, hey, got a couple Aaron of runs. this time.
3: Guys.
0: Uh, she's got her own rack that she pulls from on the mountains. Go ahead. But
2: uh, so the next uh, junior diamond question is: grade the dynasty keeper trade uh, on the night of Josh Gordon's one-day suspension was handed out. He traded Emmanuel Sanders for Josh Gordon. Uh, He goes on to try and clarify why he did it. I just worry about Junior.
0: I know this is Donovan Junior, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just worry about Sanders' production post Manning, and I feel like the upside of Gordon long term, if he stays out of trouble, is way better than Sanders. Junior. And he's got guys on his bench. Bad move. Bad move, it, bad move, unless
0: unless your team is terrible and you think you're going to start rebuilding in a keeper league two, three years down the road. I don't think that was a great play because even, I think we, we agree that Manning's playing next year and he's going to have another nice season. This is a guy that's a dope. He's a dope. If you got, If you just came off a 10-game suspension, came back and had a... Not really much, but he had 36 catches, 360 yards, and one touchdown. And the you are going first wide
2: receiver in standards.
0: Yeah, and you're going to come back and miss a
1: walkthrough. You're a dope. You don't give a shit. And you're going to, on the other side... You're going to be out of the league. You, the, you don't give a fuck. On the other side of the coin is Emmanuel Sanders, who's a guy who works really hard. At he, least he has done. He's been, yeah, he's a, he's a worker, but... More so, he's found his calling here with Denver. And he was he was mouthing off in the preseason about Peyton versus Big Ben, backed everything up with his play on the field, and for a good Played portion injury, and for a good portion of the season, became Peyton's
0: favorite target. I mean, he what where did he end? The, where did Emmanuel Sanders end this year? I mean, he's top, top ten, f- right?
2: Top five, I believe. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I and mean, he had fourteen hundred and four receiving I mean, yards. Uh, he finished at
1: number seven. Seven. He got ODB. Yeah. <laughs> Jumped to number five. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and you, look at, you look at, remember, who's... who's so here was the top. top.
1: So it was Antonio Brown, Jordy Nelson, Des Bryant, Demarius Thomas, ODB, Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, Julio Jones, Jeremy Macklin, Mike Evans closing out the top ten. Amazing. And you think
0: about that. Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown... Mike, uh, you Mike Wallace, and you had Emmanuel Sanders all mm-hmm. on that team three years ago. Yeah, wow, good drafting over there too. <laughs> they know how to get some wide receivers. Hell
3: yeah.
2: What's next? Uh, which four teams do we like to advance? So we kind of already. Oh, well, we did that. that. Yeah. We got that. Uh, so Horvath wants to know.
0: Who are Just give Horvath a couple questions. He can answer the rest on Twitter on J- January fifth.
1: <laughs> He's answering his own questions, is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He gave like 13. And, um, and last night threw me under the bus uh, with a couple of a couple of things on Facebook. Thanks, Brick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh Pickup, take 25, one. Twenty-five thousand dollars It's all on the same tape. How are they gonna lose us? I can't
2: find a question of his that I like.
3: <laughs> all right, let's start cutting.
2: <laughs> that was perfect.
0: I
1: told you. Move on, Horvath. Horvath, a, yeah, man, a, of these
0: players, a question asker. Ask From this point forward, <laughs> he's a question answerer.
2: Move on. I, I like the one question about. We talking keepers yet? Gordon in the eleventh. Jordan Matthews in the twelfth. Uh, uh, Jeremy Hill in the thirteenth, or Luck in the seventh. I'm going Jordan or Jeremy Hill all day.
0: Yeah, I I and you lose, you lose, you you So it would be fifth round pick for Luck. Seventh. Oh, seventh. Okay, so you draft him in the ninth.
1: I love. I I always love the later. uh, Listen, that's really tough because Luck is a first round potential number one One overall pick. So I think you got to go just
0: because of the position he's going to play those sixteen games. I'm not saying it's right. It's either Hill or Luck for sure. Yeah. But I, I would take a Luck because I think he's getting you 16 games.
1: Right, and Luck because he's going to give you consistent points week in, week out. Except
2: for the end of the season,
1: apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But we'll <laughs> fix that. I think. But again, this is also, this is remember, this is a team that's made the playoffs in the last couple of years and has been an extremely young team. They're adding to this team, so it's only going to get better over there. And a guy
0: like Luck is so transcendental that he's going to get a lot of talent coming. To that team, right. on defense and on offense, a talent. Yeah, that, people want to play with them. they I think they're going to draft or find a lot of running back play, which they didn't have at all all season. Or they had a, in a few moments, or a lot of moments with Br- uh, Bradshaw, but I think that uh, Luck's the way to go. What do you got?
2: Uh, now I just like a top-ten running back who's probably going to be top-ten next year, the health-provided and here's the one thing I will prime. tell
1: you though. I don't, I, don't, I don't despise that because here's the one thing. I can guarantee you that Luck will have a good year next year. I like the opportunity and the chances for Jeremy Hill, but I can go through every great rookie running back and then show you their second season and the, the sophomore slump is just it's insane. Yeah. It, it, it happens way too, many, too much at the running back position. And the way that they're not valued in uh, by teams anymore, they are so willing to just throw somebody else in there once it starts struggling that, that you lose it. So I, I if it wasn't Andrew Luck, if it was Tony Romo in that spot or, or, or any other court, you know, different quarterback, not yeah. Aaron Rodgers, or, or, or uh, even if it's Tom Brady in that spot, I'll go Jeremy Hill. But I with agree. Andrew Luck, I'm going Andrew Luck.
2: I agree. Uh, next question. Uh, Franco Arsenal wants to know, I know it's early, but what lessons do we learn this year and what will influence your thoughts going uh, into the draft next year? What kind, of, what kind of stuff is a strong influence over whether a player or not is the Steady, Eddie, or Boomer mm. Bust category? Uh, things like a strong O-line, the coaching scheme, schedule, roll Break up. We'll, we're
0: gonna ha- We're going to have that be a segment on one of our next pod- future podcasts. Well, we're gonna. We know you're there every every week. We know you're there on our. If you got anything on that, but no, no. no
1: I was just gonna say that's this is the whole. That's crux. our off season. That's our off season. That's that, our that off is, season. That's the crux of our off season. It, stick with us while we go because we will be recording all yeah. off season, and we love the off season more than the regular season because we have free reign to talk like this. To talk about what we love and how we come up with the ideas and the ways that we approach it and how we help people to win their leagues because we're giving you all this information.
0: And the the truth is, on the show, with me, D-Rex, Stag Party, Dogmatica usually, and Houdini, we're learning from each other on what we're talking about on this show. So, uh, Franco, you're the man, but uh, you know, that's just our off-season, so... You're gonna have to watch. You're gonna have to have that. you have to have, <laughs> have that answered throughout the whole off season Stay from tuned. February. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I know he'll be listening. There's no question about that.
2: So, Any others? Yeah, there's a couple more. One of the biggest ones is where do you draft ODB? I call him ODB because it's old dirty bastard. The guy plays like old D- dirty. He does bastard. play like an old dirty bastard. <laughs> I call him ODB beast. I mean, and. OBJ just sounds like it's forced. ODB rolls off the tongue. So that's that's how I feel about that. We'll talk about that when I pen. When, when well, I'll tell
0: you one thing. <laughs> I call him ob gyn Because that guy gets a lot of pussy after that season.
2: That's what I'm worried about. Is this guy getting <laughs> a lot of pussy? Son of a lot bitch.
0: Of... That's it. That's <laughs> it. We talked about it in the show last week. In New York, in the situation, you got Jordan on your jock. He's buddies with LeBron. He's buddies with... And he, He's got to get a lot of money, a lot of contracts, a lot of sponsorships, and he's going to get
1: a big deal. I just, big, big I just deal. hope that he doesn't... again. Keep, he, keep, your, keep yourself focused My on worry bill. for him was about New York, because he's yeah. in New York. Is his focus going to be in the right place? And I think that from the, seeing how he is that guy on the field, I can see him as being one of these guys who likes to party. <laughs> and you're in the worst place possible.
0: To, I think he's got the right mindset. My worry, and I, I know where you're going, and I think you're totally right. It's a reasonable. It's a concern. I think, I think my problem with him is the banged upness. Where I think he's going to get next year, I think he's going to be that early second round guy. And I feel like. He's going to miss what, five or six games? Well, but and even more so because you saw what happens with his energy and his bravado in the games. People kind of are like, fuck, this guy's blue. And they want to get him more. The bigger know? hits. And, and you know I, you're think, saying? I know
1: what you're saying too. No, no. Here's, here's the other thing too. Here's a guy that when he's out there, he's going 100 percent all the time. Now let's go back to one of the, your guy, one of your favorite wide receivers of all time, who is known as a loafer. But maybe that loafer, yes, Randy Moss. Yeah. Maybe that loafer helped him to be better yeah, because bro. when the times that he needed to turn on, he could turn on and go to a completely another level. Whereas a guy, here's the same reason I'll give it here because we have got to throw more basketball into it. It's a Tom Thibodeau effect. Tom Thibodeau runs the Bulls like every game in the regular season is a playoff game. So when they get to the playoffs and they face teams, other teams are going to another level. The Bulls are a bit at the same level throughout the whole year. You can't turn it up anymore when you're up all the way. It's already at 11.
0: 11. But at the same time, (laughs) to do another basketball thing, I think Wade is a guy that just always goes and goes in the earlier part of his career. was always playing, 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 and Playing through it, and we talked about Seasons a couple ago with a guy like Bolden. These guys that just can't, just gotta go, 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 go. Your body can't maintain it. Right. You can't maintain that kind of energy over, unless you're a freak of nature like Steve Smith, the fists.
2: Yes. I mean, you know, ODB's not married or engaged or anything, which I've talked to a lot of people, heard a lot of things. And they always say that when a player gets, you know, engaged or is married, they said Sean Taylor used to be the craziest guy on the planet. Yeah. Until, you know, that kind of calms him down. Yep. You know, the stories about this guy's, uh, air quotes, fiance he used to have are just insane in themselves. Like, she made up the story that he, she was her fiance, and, you know, he... Banged a couple strippers, uh, three of them at one time, uh, and fathered a couple babies. And, you know, there's just some crazy stories yeah. from ODB's college days that you might want to look up when you think he might maintain a suitable, healthy lifestyle. I yeah, think
1: he uh, had a few too many. Bel-
0: it's true. And who knows? He is that. He's obviously an elite talent. He's trained. He's had the best rookie season ever,
2: ever outside. by a rookie, ever outside of Randy Moss.
0: Thank you. Uh, did, I think well, Randy it.
2: Moss saw, like caught eighteen touchdowns. I remember
0: that. That was pretty good. I did have Randy him on one scored of my more teams.
2: Fantasy points.
0: He did. Period. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But. Fair enough. Second
2: best ever. He played every game. He played every game. Yes, he played every game.
0: I remember that.
2: Randy Moss is the man. I remember just, when the Giants came the 30, in that playoffs university. and beat
0: them and then went on to win the Super Bowl with Collins as their quarterback. Randy Moss.
2: Category was numbers, and you wrote the letter V. Well, I tell you what, my friend. V is a Roman numeral, so despite your best efforts, you answered correctly. Let's see what you wagered.
3: Suck it, back
0: Who's laughing there?
2: Shankari. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so Team One's got a- That's what your mother did last night. So Abdullah Al Latif uh, has ODB Des and McCoy and a keeper league. Uh, I'm going ODB.
0: <laughs> or McCoy.
2: Yes. Yeah, ODB.
1: Yeah. ODB. Or Dez was the second one. I mean, I, it, it's a keeper league. Is it, is it round determined?
3: Uh, I don't
2: think it specifies. I mean, I. But, uh, McCoy, I'd go Dez or ODB. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. not really give McCoy a second thought. Uh,
1: again, I think Dez is it's one of those ones, again, if it doesn't cost, if, if it's one of those ones where you just get to choose three keepers and then you start the draft after that, um, I still think I'm taking Dez. Uh, I'm taking Dez over ODB. Because I that, agree with that. It's body of work. It's it's progression hitting of the career, prime Hitting the prime. being in that and, and having that quarterback still that, that, that that's playing too. I know
0: Eli, whatever. But There's a number of things that change that. If Dez in the offseason gets a $70 million contract, I still like Dez because I think that he's still got to earn that and he's not stupid enough and he's a baller. But at the same time, if Dez... The flip side of that, almost is Dez gets the franchise tag on him. Now he's all of a sudden disenfranchised. He's a little pissed off at the team, and it's a whole different energy. Regardless, I like Dez the most, but uh, we'll see. Obviously, ODV is amongst the top talent at any position as a player at a young, young age. And he can meet the moment and become a guy that we're talking about for the rest of our lives. Or he can succumb to New York and having too much success too early.
1: And we don't know which one that which one is going to go. We don't so know.
0: if you want to take the chance, Daz De- is already kind of are you trans- a- gotten above his issues right. and shown
1: that he's going to be around for a good. Let's put this way: Are you when you're at the blackjack table? Because this is the thing: When you, if you are you the guy that wants to buy insurance when the ace comes up for the for the dealer. Then, if you're that conservative, you're going after Dez. If you're gonna say fuck it, then you're an ODB guy. Double down, bitch.
0: I think we're done. I mean, do you have any other good questions, or I think we should just shut this party down?
2: I don't think I missed anybody. If I did, I apologize. We still love you. I'm gonna close out and
0: do some quick stuff. Help us out, guys. This is now our first postseason 2014 playoffs. Obviously, we're going to be doing this for the next four, five. Yeah, weeks. we don't. We don't get into off season we'll number season.
1: one until after the Super Bowl.
0: And but uh, I, you know, obviously, we missed dog. We hope he feels better. But what I want to say to everyone is, if you're doing these Fanduel leagues and DraftKings and all that stuff, we're really trying to hone in and dogmatica I mean, uh, the stag parties, loving it. What you you want 150 uh, in one league this week? Maybe. Yeah, but we're loving <laughs> that stuff. And the truth is. We just want you to have a happy new year. You guys have been listening to us. We're at two hours and four minutes. I want you minutes. to have a happy new year, too. All of us. I want you to, too. I, do I want, want all of you to. You to too. I and want you. us all to drink. I mean, we just really appreciate you guys spending so much time and interacting with us. And obviously, we know we put a lot of work and hard effort. And you guys give us the high fives and respect that so much. And it, it energizes us. There's no question. Last week, we did a lot of, you know, giving a lot of props to each person, so I'm not going to spend much time there, but Stag Party, great ideas, great execution. You've been killing it all season. Way to end the season strong. You're the man. It's been great having you on the podcast. Uh, Houdini, love you, buddy. Keep it up. We're going to fire it up. we got a lot of great stuff happening in the off season. Awesome, awesome season. Doing this show with you on a week-in and week-out basis. It's fun as hell. I can't wait for the offseason.
2: Well, 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 Trebek. Fancy seeing you here. It's been a while. Not long enough. <laughs> That's not what your mother said last night.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just been an amazing fantasy season. And we've been getting emails, twi- Twitter comments, Facebook comments on just how much uh, success we've brought people that are listening to this podcast Using our draft kit, checking out our Pyro Power Rankings on a weekly basis, using the information that Targets gives, and using our player rankings and our write-ups that we actually tell you why we think someone's ranked at that position at that week in that slot. It's, it's been awesome. So. And I just
1: want to say, when we get those emails and they're sent to you and then you forward them to us... Well, well, no, and you, and you see the second opinion. I know, of course. I'm just saying, but we love these emails. This is if you have to understand. Why are we doing this? This is not about an ego of ourselves that we are. You know, we want to help everyone win.
0: Yeah, we're offering a service we the, that we want people to be successful from using our service.
1: And we're the only ones that are the, are the open the curtain and show you the wizardry behind the the, the scenes and how
2: we do it. Undoubtedly. It's all about my ego. <laughs> right, like, I'm the ODB of fantasy. Like he is young right. He's a young gun. He a young gun. You are <laughs> you should. There you love go.
0: with that. Make that Woo. a part of your persona, there, Stag right Party. I love Woo. it. I love it. Stag ego well, Ferguson <laughs> Party. Amen, man. I want a bravado. I want it. We've all got it in different ways, but at the end of the day, we are humble in our audience and the things that you guys provide to us and how much you love us. So. Let's just shut this party down. It was a great friggin' podcast. A lot of great information. Fire
1: it up for playoff football. Yeah. Speaking of egos, though, I'm glad that we're getting done because now we get to feed one of my egos. Music. Let's do it. Larry Graham and the Graham Central Station. Please enjoy one of the greatest funk guitarists uh, sorry, funk bass players of all time. Guy re invented ways that the bass would be used this is the jam check out larry graham this guy is larry graham is the jam